The Lifestylist, episode 207. I'm Luke Story. For the past 22 years, I've been relentlessly committed to my deepest passion, designing the ultimate lifestyle based on the most powerful principles of spirituality, health, psychology, and personal development. The Lifestylist Podcast is a show dedicated to sharing my discoveries and the experts behind them with you. The podcast you're listening to right now is made possible in part by my friends over at Juve. Now, if you've been listening to the show for a while or following me on social media, you've probably seen me using red light therapy or at least talking about it. It's something that's technically referred to as photobiomodulation, and it's arguably the most well-researched biohack that I currently use, seriously. There's over 3,000 published clinical papers on light therapy. What's even more compelling is that over 200 of them are double-blinded, randomized, and placebo-controlled. In short, that means that they've been proven to work. So some of the benefits include improved skin health, increased muscle recovery, better sexual performance, and reduced joint pain and inflammation. So you can see why I'm such a big fan of the red light therapy. And that's why all my friends now come over to my house on a regular basis wanting to use my Juve device. So that's my favorite current application. And if you want to check it out, you can go to juve.com forward slash Luke. That's J-O-O-V-V.com forward slash Luke. And if you enter the code Luke at checkout, you're going to receive a free gift. So as I said, this is one of my favorite biohacks. It feels good. It's fast. It's easy. It's something you can stack with other modalities. Red light therapy is the future. And you can find out all about it at juve.com forward slash Luke. Let's talk about one of the most badass health products in the world and one that I use quite literally every day, especially when I travel. So Organifi is how I upgrade my nutrition when I'm on the road. Now, every single person should have a green superfood supplement in their life because if you're anything like me, you got to be honest with yourself. Like, are you actually eating enough vegetables, enough greens? Probably not as much as we might need. So, you know, who has time to like run to the farmer's market and get fresh organic vegetables and greens and juice them and all that stuff? I mean, it's lovely if you, you know, you can roll like that. But let's face it, it's hard to do that at home, let alone when you travel. So that's why I love Organifi. They've got a green juice powder that is legit delicious. It's super easy to mix up. It's not all clumpy and goofy. You know, some powders you try to throw in a, you know, in a glass and stir them with a spoon and it won't work. That totally sucks when that happens. It's super annoying. So I love Organifi and you can find everything they do over at Organifi.com forward slash Luke. If you use the code Lifestylist, you're going to save 20% off your order. That's Organifi with an I, Organifi.com forward slash Luke. Good place to start is the green powder, man. Organifi Green is legit, delicious, super good for you, super energizing, and very easy to travel with if you get the little travel pack. So Organifi.com forward slash Luke is where you want to go. Lord almighty, what an exciting time it is over here at the Lifestylist Podcast. So many cool things going on, so many cool things on the books. I'm thrilled to bring you today's episode with Dr. Barry Morgulin, who's a world-class medical doctor and the only Western grandmaster of a 5,000-year-old 
Chinese source energy discipline. This dude is next freaking level, folks. His work is available through energyforsuccess.com. And he's someone I've been wanting to interview for a long time. So having the opportunity to sit down and have an in-depth, and I mean in-depth conversation with this man was truly a dream come true. And that's why I'm so fortunate, so excited to be doing what I'm doing. Before we get into this conversation, I'd like to invite you to come hang out with me this Friday, May 24th at the Conscious Enterprises event at One Hotel West Hollywood. That starts at 7 p.m. this Friday, May 24th. It's going to be a panel discussion with myself and a bunch of other conscious entrepreneurs. If you want to come, it's free, but you must RSVP. To RSVP, go to lukestory.com forward slash events. When you get to lukestory.com forward slash events, you'll also find an appearance I'm doing in Majorca, Spain this July at the Rama Festival and then also at the Biohacking Conference in London this September. So some really cool things going on and you'll find tickets and information about those at that link. So here's what I talk about in this week's episode with Dr. B. Why he wanted to look outside of Western medicine to expand his medical practice why he was skeptical when he first witnessed the 5,000-year-old Chinese source energy discipline being practiced and what ultimately convinced him that it wasn't a scam or a placebo effect, how Dr. B got his invite into the elite and secluded group of Chinese healers. And let me tell you what, this part of the story is just fascinating. If you ever saw the movie, I think it was Kill Bill 2, where she had to go through these rigorous training exercises to study with the master. I mean, it's real life stuff like that. In fact, there were times during this interview, I was sitting there going, is this dude for real? I mean, I know he is, but this story is so fantastic. It just simply has to be a movie. But for now, it's my podcast, which I'm super stoked about. Okay, back to the bullet points. How modern Western medical practices and ancient Eastern healing techniques and knowledge fit together seamlessly And that's really what Dr. B has been able to do is take both of these practices, both of these knowledge bases and meld them together, which is insane. The profoundly transformative results that Dr. B has seen after people earnestly practice the methodologies they teach at Energy for Success, why he chooses to empower others to be their own teacher, guru, and healer, rather than having a bunch of minions following him around as the boss. He's got a lot of humility, which is the true sign of a master, of course. And then how the matrix has always tried to trick us into thinking that the world is too complicated and that we've all been destined to be overlooked and overwhelmed. It's all about personal empowerment and how we can learn how to heal from trauma using this energy work. And then finally, how we can learn to overcome external challenges to our health and well-being using the powers of this universal energy. So it is with much excitement that I bring to you now, Dr. Barry Morgulin. All right, here we are with Dr. B, man. So glad I get to sit down with you. Me too. Yeah, um, you may not remember this, but we met briefly through Martin at Upgrade Labs. You were sitting there, I think, getting an IV. And I was there with a meeting with him and you you just started talking to me and kind of breaking down some of your stuff just randomly. And I was like, dude, I need to get this guy on my podcast. I knew nothing about you at that point. I remember. Then after we met, I was like, oh, this guy's kind of a big deal. And then I go to find out you're Dave Asprey's number one downloaded podcast out of 400 episodes or something. Yeah. And you're, of course, one of the keynote speakers uh, here at the Upgrade Conference and all that. So I'm like, wow, very blessed to have you. That's wonderful. Yeah, thanks, thanks man. Here. Yeah, I'm glad we connected. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think... Um, 
anything you want to talk about today, I'm up for it. Cool. So what do you want to talk about? Let's start out at the beginning of the uh, journey. I think what makes you interesting is that you're an East meets West guy. You know, you're a oh, yeah. Western medicine MD, which I think is great for some people because they go, okay, he's intelligent. He's legit. He's above board. But then you go to China, you know, mm-hmm. on your seeking uh, of truth and practices and, um, you know, ways of uh, achieving fulfillment in life. And you discover this whole sort of esoteric teaching oh, yeah. of energy work that's now become, you know, the other part of your life's work. So what first motivated you to go to China and, you know, be on the journey of seeking more truth? The most important thing I can tell you is that so that we can get right to the heart of the key flexion point was I was doing just like 30 years ago, I was here at UCLA, uh, gastroenterology, endoscopic surgery, um, teaching, private practice, still have private practice, two of them going all these past 30 years and uh, doing research too. It's a blast and everything's wonderful. And for the first time we could do surgeries on people without hurting them. We didn't have to cut them up. We could do all the scopes. And so I was at the best institution in the whole world, so I was able to like teach and be invited places. But that only the good part of that lasted about five years, and then I start to notice that you know, I well, I'll give you an example. One patient, I walk in this one lady's room, nice, heavy set, uh, older Hispanic woman, and she's laying in her bed, and I was going to discharge her, and so I said, "Okay, Miss Gonzalez, you get to go home. We took your tumor out, the endoscope, no, you know, no cut, no. You can go home and do whatever you need, you can do whatever you want." She says, well, you know, I really appreciate that. But, you know, it's been pretty rough before I came here. You know, I didn't feel good. I still don't feel that good. I've got, you know, my health must have had all those children I was supposed to be taking care of for these weeks before I finally got to see you and and through the hospital system and now recovery. You know, I wish I didn't have to go through all that. You know, and I said, you know, I feel that way every way, every day when I'm working in the emergency room, every person who comes in there and they're sick and they've got a problem. And I, at the beginning, first time you say, don't worry, we've got just what you need. We'll get you well. You'll feel great. But then I realized that many of these people are frequent flyers. They would keep returning with other illnesses and problems, not their fault. So I thought of her, I thought of those people. And I go, you know, this is paining me that I'm already at the top and there isn't another place to go to find out what I could do to have these people get relieved. I said, fixing's not enough. Okay, I can fix people. I would like you to have a great life before you come. And my ultimate goal was, you don't have to come, that you could heal yourself. Because in my heart, I always believed we had such an ability to be able to uh, take care of ourselves physically, emotionally, even you know psychologically. And so I went on a search. My own search uh, took me six and a half years. And I went everywhere in the world, all over, and I, on my own ticket. And, of course, the doctors in the building, you know, the other guys with white coats, they all went, what are you, Indiana Jones? You're going to find the fountain of youth? Who do you think you are? <laughs> right. You're an idiot. You're not going to find anything. You're going you're gonna to lose your practice. You're going to be gone for two weeks to, you know, London, or you're going to be going to Asia or someplace. And, you know, people are going to, it's not good. You should stay here and stay on top. You're already at the top. Why would you leave? And I said, because people deserve, you know, something much better than that. And wouldn't it be great if we weren't fixing people that they were taking care of themselves so they, didn't ha- they could go this way in life? So I went a lot of places. Um, and my ticket was that I would go there and say, I'm going to teach uh, surgical endoscopy because it was the latest, greatest thing at major hospitals in different major cities around the world. And I got invited there. We'd work it out. But my goal, ultimate goal, ulterior goal was to find out, do you have anything else? 
So when I would go to London and work there, um, I remember one of the main major chiefs there, he said, okay, you know, everything's good. Are you set up? I said, yeah, you know, I'm glad you all like the techniques and you've learned it. Now, do you have anything else besides this? And so after a while, he goes, you want something like what my grandmother does out in the countryside? I said, whatever you all have in England that isn't traditional. In those days, there wasn't even, this is 30 years ago, 25 years ago, it wasn't even alternative medicine. It wasn't integrative medicine, right? It was called forget it medicine. It's not possible. So, you know, in London and England, there was a thing called Bach remedies, these little flower remedies they ground them. It's great stuff. Uh, it wouldn't do what I wanted to do, but it was still everybody I met along the pathway, even the shamans in uh, Central America and in uh, Korea and South America. You know, it was interesting. It was useful. Uh, great information. In Germany, they had the, um, like the Rife machine, which they still have this electrical thing yeah, that really yeah. rotates you. Yeah. You know, and again... That's something to fix something. It's something that'll sort of do certain things for you, but it doesn't like take care of the problem yourself and keep you getting healthier each day, which was my goal. And there was no, you know, supplements were around in different places. Um, in South America and Central America, I actually learned a lot about herbology and also the different people who, uh, in the Philippines, they do psychic surgery. And I watched those people and actually learned some of that. And I said, I don't think I'm going to bring this back to UCLA. It's not going to really be a yeah, big the psychic, hit. The psychic surgery. And uh, South yeah. America, they were burning all these huge leaves of all these things you inhale, which, you know, nowadays it's very, very popular. But again, you know, it would not get past the IRB uh, the research board at UCLA that we were now going to burn these herbs that some are psychedelic, some are not. And the benefit was, of course, wonderful for a day, two days, three days, maybe a lot of insight, but I wanted people to get healthier and healthier in their whole body in every way. And it, I kept looking. Um, in France, they have these aerators that have perfumes that go in through the air that affect your nostrils because your nose is so sensitive. And I had them everywhere. And my office, I have two offices and, and they work a little bit, but they didn't keep people, you know, super healthy, getting stronger every day. So finally I made it to China. I figured that's the place I got to go. And when I got there, I was teaching the hospitals. I was even in the newspapers there because I did so well at teaching them the endoscopic techniques. And they said, if you want to learn the other thing, remember every place I go, it's really the secret stealth. is to find what else you got? You know, what's alternative? What do you have integrative? And there they had it. They had a whole hospital of uh, herbology, herbs. So I learned that. My father was a pharmacist. So I was actually interested in all the herbs burning, uh, you know, different things. But we had to go out and get them off the mountainside. It was kind of interesting. Wow, the kind cool. of herbs that we actually worked with was really the unique kind, though, like swallow saliva and uh, a bat's wing. And you'd boil this stuff in, early in the morning and then decant it off. And that's the medicine for wow, wow. people. And we'd roll it around the hospital to people. And I tried every one of these and I'm still right. here. Right. And, um, you know, that again wasn't going to like push it so that people... Uh, matter of fact, I had a long discussion when I learned acupuncture. They were the same thing there. Uh, they, they taught acupuncture and herbology in this one whole hospital just for that. And I was thrilled with that. We very long needles and moxie bushing with all the smoke everywhere. Uh, no smoke detectors. And uh, some <laughs> cleansing of the needles. But I saw surgeries and I actually learned how to do all that. And I was fascinated. But I still was going, this isn't really going to be the thing that's going to allow people to treat themselves. But everyone's going to come and learn how to acupuncture themselves or acupressure. I thought about that. I thought about herbology, possibly. And then one day, I'm walking down the hall in the hospital, and I saw this book. 
And in the book was this, this grandmaster with his robes on and everything, uh, holding his two fingers like this. And there's this patient, there was a big incision. And then the next page, the incision's like this. The next page, the incision's gone. And I went, is this real? Why is this here? So I rushed this thing to the chief and I said, of the, of the hospital unit there, and I said, this is why I came to China. I want to meet this guy. Is he real? Or is this just, you know, some, oh, that's, the, that's our national treasure. I go, what does that mean? They go, he's the repository of all Chinese medicine. Whoa. Yeah, since the days Whoa. of, you know, the days of the Yellow Emperor. And this is Wan. after six years of... Six and a half around. years, never wow. got what I wanted. Wow. That's, is, you know, since the days of Wan Di, says he's, he's the one who is, has the, what's called root source energy, which is what all the disciplines have emanated from, developed from. Uh, in China, you know, whether it was uh, the things you've learned, acupuncture, acupressure, uh, Tai Chi, Qigong, all those things are branches, but it has to be a root. Like with uh, light that's around us, it's actually, we see all these colors, but really there's a source. It's white, right? So there's always a source for everything in physics. And so I said, this is great. Yeah, fantastic. I want to go see him. He goes, impossible. And, and that was it. He turns his head and I went, wait, <laughs> six and a half years? That's it. He goes, leave. And I went, come on. And my Chinese wasn't that good to fight at that time, but I worked uh, at the hospital. I kept working on him and talking to him. And finally, he and another person connected me up to a cousin, a relative, someone else, and said, we'll get you up the mountains, way up in the mountains. I've got photos of this in my presentation. And, um, and I didn't even, they didn't even get me to the top of the mountain. The motorcycle broke down. And I finally had to walk. So here's this Caucasian guy, a tall uh, baseball hat, uh, walking into this temple way in the top of the mountain, speaking not much Mandarin, uh, just to see if I could find this, they existed. And, you know, serendipity, I'm there and I actually saw him treating people. And I said, well, okay, I've done research and if I can follow this and make sure this is not some trick or something that's like, you know, somebody's trying to prove something, you know, placebo effect on someone. Yeah, yeah. Um, this would be the greatest thing in the world because in college I majored in anthropology. So I was, and plus I'd done research at UCLA. And so I was clear that I could prove just by seeing them if they'd let me stay, which they didn't want to let me do. They said, no, you can't stay. Why should we let you stay here? Um, and I convinced them that even though they didn't want to let me stay, that they would let me stay. Okay. And it, uh, I didn't have, let's put it this way, I didn't have very good food, didn't have good sleeping accommodations, but I was thrilled every minute because I saw him actually do that with different wounds and different people who came in with all kinds of injuries. And then all of a sudden, it was almost like they got a whole transfusion of stem cells. Their wow. face would look younger. And you, saw skin, this, and you saw this subjectively, personally with your own two oh, eyes, I got notes, right? Notes and notes yeah. and notes. I mean, it's, it almost sounds like... Uh, you know, and I'm I'm more on the woo-woo spectrum. I mean, I'm fully about energy and I think anything's possible, but it reminds me of two things so far is uh, A, the, uh, you know, the um, the miracle healers in kind of the American South, you know, the biblical kind mm -hmm. of healer things where there's a certain number of fakes and then there are actual spontaneous healings That's and right. things like this. And then um, I find it interesting that you ended up in China kind of to seek, for lack of a better term, a guru or a mystic of medicine when a lot of people end up in India. And that was oh, my path. You did too? I did the Indian thing. Because, you know, I've met so many people that have met these mystics in India and they, not medical miracles, but, you know, manifesting things out of their hand mm -hmm. and bilocating and doing all of these sort mm -hmm. of supernatural right. things. Um, but I've not really met someone yet that's had an experience like that in China. So right. this is very interesting. Right. I did. I, I didn't, not only India, but all throughout Asia, um, there's so many places that I went to throughout that whole area, even Tibet, okay? 
And what was exciting in those places was what they had to offer was useful, but it was always a system. And the system was either a system of reincarnation, you know, you're a Brahmin, maybe you're okay, but there's people who aren't Brahmin, so they can't expect to have what you have. And then there's people, they say that, you know, had there was a whole lot of things that all those other systems, it just wasn't a right fit for right. me. And I didn't see it was something I could bring back to UCLA. Right. It, it had too much trappings. With yeah. It. But when I was Especially up there. The, the Bible thumpers of the yeah, American yeah, right, South, right. the faith right. healers coming right. back and, you know, yeah. having rattlesnakes bite someone and having yeah. them survive. It's right. not going to fly. Yeah. Right. If they do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. yeah if they do. Yeah. So wait, this, now the fun part happened. So th- finally they let me say, they said, okay. After I got, they got to know me a little bit. And so I would go back and forth, back and forth every month or two months and find my way up to where the grandmaster was and take all my notes and, and follow different clients that he had, different patients. And I had so much wonderful information that I was just thrilled oh, this existed. I was so like, and, I, and my book about this is actually going to come out soon. It's not out yet. But uh, describing some of the things that you like, which are the magical experiences that I had to like, okay, I'm going to write this and see if this, he can do this again and again and again. Because, you know, you, they're up there. They're not, this, this wasn't staged for me. They're like working on people. And I'm just an observer. So, but then one day the grandmaster turned to me out of the blue and says, would you like to learn? And I went, oh, it's life come true. This is my dream. Of course. I said, I'm already up here in endoscopic surgery, teaching it around the world, teaching it in China. Again, when you're teaching it in China, for us, you know, and, and we're doing this in America, this interview, but even in England, in places that surgical suites are, you know, very clean and set up and very few people can be in there. It's all, but when I taught in China, there'd be 50 doctors in the room. It'd be just packed because there's so many people. So I said, okay, different culture will catch, will catch what it is. I'll, I'll blend into that just to be able to, you know, because it was so fascinating to work with them. And so it was fascinating to follow the Grand Master, but then finally he said, he'd teach me. He said, I'll teach you, but it's very short on words. Just sort of like, um, I don't know, did you see Kill Bill too? Yeah, 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 yeah of course. That's what I always think of, actually, a little bit, A little bit like him, in the, who wasn't a lot of words, and also right. very straight. So he said, I'll train you, but there's a couple of provisos. And I said, okay. He says, if you make it, it'll be unique, because no one ever makes the training. I said, what? He says, well, <clears throat> this training is since Lao Tzu. This is Lao Tzu's training. This is what really? this whole thing, what, what wow. you've been in, around. And I saw it with all the charts and everything he was working with uh, the months I was there um, is that, you know, the Yao Li and Yang symbol, that was invented by Lao Tzu back in the day. And Lao Tzu existed back in the time around Buddha. So there's a lot of wonderful things about that. And Eckhart Tolle, I think we talked about that. He loves that part about uh, that back in those days, there was such a, massive amount of transformation energy that that existed these two guys that developed this wonderful uh contribution to mankind and why is it a contribution because really Lao Tzu uh actually uh discovered um quantum physics no shit yeah and so Einstein even refers to him no way yeah really? in his writings and so what? does if you look at Niels Bohr and if you look at Tesla all these people all refer back to the Yin Yang symbol and if you divide it up the Tao Te Ching it's lasted Eckhart up there 2500 years and still people are going it's cool still works it's useful right. how many things do you know that's been created in your lifetime or your parents lifetime that's still around that people go oh yeah that's really useful no we're always upgrading but this one explanation of the other side of uh, Newtonian physics, the quantum physics, is this whole other world, which some people call magic. But actually, do you remember what Einstein said about uh, magic? Uh, someone was interviewing him, and, and he said, well, you know, really, <clears throat> P 
people think that something that's unknown is really mystical or magic or just, it's just it's so unique, you can't believe it. But once it's actually discovered and known, then it's ordinary. It becomes something, oh, of course. Of sure, course. Like a cell phone. Exactly. hundred years ago, you would yeah, have been well, a, a space alien. Well, these cartoons, probably just when you were getting born. Dick Tracy, he had one on his wrist and there wasn't really one that existed. Right. Now they exist everywhere. Right. But that's not the point. The most important thing is that within this yin-yang symbol, and I welcome everybody who's watching this to go back and read anything about Lao Tzu and watch what he said in the few words that he actually did have written down because this is an oral tradition. That's why it's never been let out to even the people of China. That's why I had to go up in the mountain to get it. I couldn't find any books on it. When the chief wouldn't let me go to say, yeah, I'll, I, there's no one's going to take you up there. He says, they're not nice, which I found out about that, but it's very expensive and they just won't accept you. And he says, I said, okay, fine. Just give me some books. I'm a doctor. I can read. He says, there's no books. It's an oral tradition. I said, well, you mean it's been handed down for 2,500 years? He said, yeah, that's right. And he's the repository and people go up there to train to certain levels. I went, ah, that's how I wanted to go, remember? So while I was there, he says the two things. He says, one, there's no way to know how far you go because in this discipline, you're only going to develop the ability to do what the grandmaster, me, what I can do, he says, um, if you, you're meant to. And you'll stop along a certain way and that has to be okay with you. That was the first thing. Uh, second thing he says is you may not make it at all in terms of you may die here. And, and he says, there's no malpractice. He says, we don't have malpractice. You're not going to be able to call a lawyer if you die on one of these cliffs on one of the challenges. And plus, you're gonna, there's many, many injuries with people that try. Uh, he says, I've been training people for years. He says, so you need to know that. No one's going to have your back here. So uh, believe it or not, I actually wrote all these letters. And if I don't come back, every time I would go there because I knew how dangerous it was going to be. And it's true. Every Once I started the training program, there were so many challenges every time. Some physical, some extremely dangerous that I was glad I wrote those letters. If I don't come back, here's what to do with me and everything else that comes. Because there wasn't even you know, guarantee that I would be able to contact people back here. Radio contact or telephone contact. This is for cell phones. What were some of these physically dangerous um, training exercises? Well, some people did die in these. Luckily, I didn't. But a lot of people who were attempting to get in the program would do certain things. And they weren't set up for you to make it. It was set up for you that at every level in the mountain, you were set up to... You know, like the Sistine Chapel where they've got the scene, one person's reaching, the other one's trying to give him the energy from there? yeah. This whole program that Lao Tzu set up about is that on this side of the yin-yang symbol, sort of the side that's sort of clear and has only one black dot in it, that side's unbelievable potential. And I'll answer your question in a minute, but I want you to see why it's important to get this. Uh, the other side that's all dark with only a white dot, that's sort of like the world we know it, which is the culture you've in, inherited, sort of like the Matrix movie where you're all like completely controlled and you really have to struggle hard and sometimes you feel like you're really in it and sometimes you feel like you're not making it. That little white thing may be the light at the end of the tunnel for your life. But on the other side, it's all bright and ultimate potential. And Einstein described this also. Remember, Einstein said that the whole universe is constantly expanding, which means you're part of the universe, right? Yes, so it means you're expanding, but you have to get with it, just like a surfer. Surfer's ready to ride the waves, and as long as whatever the way the wave's going to expand and go, he's going to go with that. That's actually every moment of surfing. It's also every moment of this existence. So 
if the world's always expanding and on this side you get to be rewarded for going after these discoveries of these challenges, then the best is yet to come at every moment. The other side is sort of the contraction pathway. So once the grandmaster said there's only two choices every minute. If you're going to be here, you choose a contraction pathway, you can go home now. Just because that's for the rest of the world. You know, you may make it in one area, you may make a lot of money, you may be powerful, you may be strong, successful, but your life will be, you know, eventually this, this, and get weaker, and maybe your emotions will be whatever physically, and then finally that'll be it. Versus the other route, the one that you're actually set up for, just the same. You get to choose. Because remember in quantum, what's the most important thing about quantum physics is that if we take you out of the experiment, it changes. If we put you back, it it changes again. And it doesn't matter if you're thinking something or you're just being yourself. You're part of the equation of existence at all times. So you have a say-so. And once I heard that, I went, wait a minute, that's what I've been looking for. But you have a say-so about, yes, all the things that you're interested in life, getting younger, getting stronger, becoming more able, becoming more intelligent, less Alzheimer, more intelligence, more creativity, more abilities. And so what happens is I saw all types of fighters come up there. Um, one of their most famous fighters from China, now he's in the movies here. He was there for like five years and going back and forth to get stronger and more able to be 360 because that's part of your ability to take in all this. So in, in terms of what's available, you have to recognize that every moment what my challenge was was to choose that other side but not know where it was and keep looking from one of the things that he had shown me that would allow me to keep reaching until finally I could reach that vibration because it's all about your vibrations about what state you're vibrating at. And once you can connect to that, you're good. And so there's so many things that were weird, but uh, one time I like had the, Dave knows this, he loves this one. Besides having to do exercises that you would consider extremely like sort of yoga postures, except they were like in a place that was terrible weather and uh, not that clean. And you have no guarantee that they're ever going to come back and get you. And when they come back and get you, you have to still keep be doing it. You can't stop. <laughs> oh, God, uh, I love this shit. Yeah. So, and then one time there was this thing where, I don't know if I to tell this one. Let's tell another one. There's a, <laughs> let's, let's tell this one. one tell me off the record. Okay, off the record. <laughs> so uh, one time his, the grandmaster said, okay, I want you to go out here and I'll talk to you later. I, and I said, what, what do I do out there? He said, just sit there. And so I, he pointed, and so it's not a guy you argue with. So you just sit there, and that was right in the middle of snow. And I went, oh, God, here's another challenge. Here it is. There's no explanation. I'm going to sit in the snow. I'm not really wearing that many warm clothes. Actually, I'm wearing almost nothing comparatively. And I was sitting in the snow, so I figured, oh, gosh, either this is one of those things where I'm going on the dark side of the a yin-yang symbol where it's just going to get bad and worse until finally I'm going, this is crazy. What am I doing here? This, this, there's no learning here. This is just torture. Or there's something huge to discover, which is the truth. And so while I was there sitting in the snow, I said, okay, I've seen what he wants when we change our temperature. He taught me before how to change the temperature of my body so that it could get either warmer or colder depending on the temperature, wherever I was. And I said, okay, I'll try that getting hotter technique and getting hotter. And then I just sort of and I closed my eyes and did a meditation while I was sitting there because he said, sit, didn't say move. And then all of a sudden, you know, after a while, when I was zoned out, which is one of the things you get from this, this practice, is you sort of get into the flow state. Who doesn't like the flow state, right? Flow state's great. You're in the zone. All the basketball players who see me now, I'll go, Doc, I don't want to know the physics. I just want to be in the zone and put the ball in the basket. And I go, okay, okay. But the point is, so I sat there and then all of a sudden, when I opened my eyes, this huge ring of all the snow was melted just around me. 
and I wasn't freezing, and I didn't and I didn't have frostbite or anything. And then he came by, just like the guy in Kabul too, and he looked at a cigarette at the time, and he went, "Okay, you can come on out." <laughs> that, that's the acknowledgement. So the acknowledgement right. is you get to go to the next challenge. Right. It isn't like you know in America how we always go, "Yay, you did it!" Yeah. You're wonderful. It was never there. It was never there because it's always up to you. Do you want to go to the next spot? Do you want to go up higher? So when um, he would challenge me with certain things to do. I mean, one time I broke my finger and I took my finger to him because I'd seen him heal that many times with people. So I said, you know, here, I'm a doctor. If I was in the emergency room, I know how to set a finger and put a splint on it and then it'll heal in a while and we'll give you medication. You'll be okay. But I knew there that my purpose in being there, everything, every moment's to learn. So I said, here, can you fix the finger? You know, and he went, no. I went, oh, great. He says, you do it. And I went, I haven't had that lesson yet. I don't know how to cook my finger. So once again, I had to like go, okay, next level. Remember, every level is the same. You do it, you get to stay. You don't do it, you end up like the other guys. You go out the back door of the monastery. That's the end of your level. It was very, very severe. So when I finally learned how to fix the finger, uh, one, I was blown away that I could do that. But that was when I'd finally jump to another level. Now, he wanted me to fix it without touching it. It's not like, okay, we're going to reduce it like this. We're going to hold it and try to give it energy, which is okay. Those are things people do. A lot of shamans have techniques where they're holding people and doing things. But I wanted everybody to be their own strong tree, that you get to be a strong tree. Whoever you know who works with you, they get to be a strong tree. Trees don't have to lean on each other. Everybody gets to pull in all the energy from the world and keep growing. So... With each level that I had to do, there was danger, but the benefit of getting through it was fantastic. So I brought it back to the United States eventually, and I eventually made it all the way through the different levels and became the only um, English-speaking medical doctor, Westerner, non-Chinese ever, not only trained, but made it all the way to the mastery level. And, and so what, there's only like nine of us left. Two questions. How did you break the finger going back a little bit? I'm just curious. What was oh, the exercise? Oh, of course, that doing happened? something wrong like anybody else. I'm on a mountain and I'm holding on something uh, that another one of the things I was supposed to be doing. And when you slip, you try to catch yourself with your hand. And that's what happened. Since then, I've had multiple falls though. And there's other techniques you can learn so that this is stuff you're so interested in, which is the levitation, telekinesis, all that stuff. When I first started out, I used to like do demonstrations that, but now I'm interested in you not seeing phenomenon, you being right. able to be a phenomenon every day. When you wake up every morning to be just like you just got born and you've got all these opportunities and there's unlimited success ahead of you. So I did, I came back to the United States and that was about, oh, I guess maybe 17 years ago or 14 years ago. And then I kept treating people and kept my Western practice at the same. So I do surgery during the day, uh, endoscopy, medical patients, prescribe medications, give you a prescription. And then the evening or the weekends, hey, would you like to try something else for that thing that doesn't go away? I'm not going to mention all the things that we treated, but I got testimonials on all of them. And so finally, over the years, I collected lots and lots of data. And then finally, I said, I've proven it here in the United States that it works and in Europe. Uh, the two places I collected the most data, that uh, the vibrational technique, which all comes back from Lao Tzu. This isn't mine. This all comes from the physics of that within you have all these sensors. And they trained me to be able to have you, if you're getting a personal treatment, it's personal treatment, I open the sensors for you, but then you're good to go. 
You can then go pull in all the energy you want, and you're on your way for that particular vibration. There's over, there's thousands of sensors in your body, and they've all been ignored by Western medicine. And yet, you know of some of them right now. Can I tell you a couple? Yeah, and does this? And I do. And also, does this have to do with the meridian system? The meridian system is excellent. You mean the acupuncture system? Yeah, the acupuncture mm-hmm. system is that have to do with the the um, receptors, the sensors, the sensors yeah, that you're it, speaking it fits, of. It fits in that. Oh, okay. The best thing that well, the only good news was that all the degrees I had learned in Western medicine and all I learned in acupuncture and acupressure, and I even learned applied kinesiology, all that. Uh, all that fits in. It's a, it's a hologram. It's all, all, all the good stuff fits together. Mm. So those pathways are all useful. But I'll give you an example um, so you can understand the whole discipline. The way you're made is perfect. If you start out in life, and if you remember what it was like this early as a kid, you're like, there's, you, can't wake up, you can't wake up early enough in the morning. Sun's out, you're ready to go. It's fun. Or maybe you can remember a, a spring day, one day maybe on the way to your grade school or something, and it was all beautiful outside. You could smell the air. Feels good and it's beautiful. And maybe you're going to school, but you're going to play maybe in the afternoon. But it was like, life is good, right? There's that exhilaration, and you're not taking Prozac. And you're not taking some drug. And you're not eating tons of sugar. It's just sort of your, that's your experience of life. And you're thinking of more things to do. That's all within you. So once I learned that it was already in people, this got me my first goal, which is I wanted each person to be their own doctor and each person to be their own guru. Now, of course, you can have all kinds of advice from people. And I've got everybody I know that we, I talk to about things if I want information or advice on something. But you get to be the person who makes the choice so it fits for you perfectly, you see. So let's take a small example if you want to know how this really works. I show a picture in my lectures sometimes of a little little girl, maybe about, I don't know, six or seven years old, and she's on a two-wheeler with a little flag, pink. She's so cute. You would just go, ah, it's one of my patients. Okay, but before that picture was taken, she had told me, I'm never going to ride a two-wheeler. So stop trying to train me how to do it. My mother, I don't care what she says. I'm not the kind of girl that's going to learn two-wheeler. So I said, okay, I understand that. That's not how you're made. You're made actually inside to be able to ride a two-wheeling bike. And you're going to do it. And I won't let go of the seat until you learn. So we had a number of lessons until finally one day, you probably have the same experience. She's taking the bars like this and she's all afraid. I said, don't worry, I'm here, don't worry. And all of a sudden one day, it clicked in. And she got the sensor that's inside that we call balance. Mm. That's a sensor. You didn't put it in there. Did you? Did I give her a drug to have that? No. Did she take a lesson? Oh, there's 20 steps to riding a two-wheeler. No, it's just she kept looking and looking. You're like, remember Sistine Chapel, reaching, reaching. She kept reaching for that one vibration. And I knew as long as I was giving her the energy to keep with it, that's all I was doing. So the other sensors already been open. She just has to like want it. You have to go for it. And all of a sudden it clicked. And once she had it, she could ride. Then once you know how to ride, do you ever forget? Never. So after that, it's almost like if you interviewed her six months later, go, did you ever have a hard time riding a bike? No, never. I thought you skinned your knee. No, that never hurt. It was no problem. I thought you kicked your bike. No, that never happened. Bike riding is easy. I can ride now with no hands. Because once you've got it, you're just reconnected to what the way you were made. See? So people nowadays are talking more and more about the fact that your internal hormones are stronger than anything you get from pharmacology, right? And that your internal uh, rhythms are more healthy for you than anything you could do with putting a ton of equipment on you. Even though equipment may help you. Of course, I'm all for if you if you come to the emergency room and you want something done, we got a cast your leg, great. 
If you want a painkiller, great. But if you want to be able to treat yourself each day so that you become stronger in all eight things, which is more creativity, more uh, fantastic relationships to be able to soul relate with people, not only your closest person that you want to relate to, but also the people who are at work and the people that are that you haven't met yet, that all of a sudden you're going to connect with them. We have one lady who was here at this conference. I wish you could have met her. She's a neurosurgeon, okay, uh, from Hopkins. Now, uh, if you're a woman, you're a neurosurgeon from Hopkins, pretty much you've made it, you know. You're an academic institution. You're a tough person. You're intelligent. Plus, you're a teacher, too. Well, she started with me energy with me about five years ago. Since then... She's just exploded into so many different things so that her surgeries, uh, she says, and she's got them all on record, are half the time. She has the best statistics Damn. of anybody in her group, really? all the other neurosurgeons. You can meet her. She's here. <laughs> um, and she has her crews uh, before each surgery to do the, the exercises because what I brought back for you, which, again, the things that I was trained in that had just never been written down. There's people who observed other people over the centuries seeing, oh, they did this, and then they thought maybe that I should do that, and then other things came out of it. But no one had the real juice on how to have each person just go, oh, I just have to do this. And that's what I did. I brought back all the physical exercises, the uh, mental exercises, the auditory and the visual ones that will allow you to really take on all eight things that are your birthright. And so this lady has her crew do the exercises in between cases, and they, they don't know what they're doing. They just love it because it makes everything go smoother, they said, and the results are better. And she, she's just having such a fantastic result. And all the people in the hospital keep referring their patients to her because now she's become a phenomenon. Her results are so good. I'm wondering what it is about you, Barry, that gave you the stanima and the, the determination, you know, the tenacity to be one of the nine that made it through the training. Have you ever looked at that? You know, do you have this spiritual will or karmic destiny that really gave you a strong enough desire? You know, because mm-hmm. I think we can all withstand mm-hmm. various pressures and discomfort, right? But we have to have a reason for it. We have to have that desire. What was what was that burning desire or quality that you had that all the others that fell away and chickened out because it was too cold or they or hurt their died. finger or whatever? Or, yeah, well, I mean, you know, that would be a demise that you couldn't come back from um, no matter how strong your will was. But what do you think it is about your personality that just made you keep moving forward? Because it's a quality that I also, I think, possess to a degree. Everybody and, has that. It's just okay. It's just as you grow up in this culture, whatever culture you come from, which when the, that Matrix movie was made, that's what they were trying to infer to you, that you grow up in a culture which really doesn't support you expanding. It's more or less contracting and sort of falling in line. And even if you don't fall in line, you're falling in line against that. So you become something else when really you're supposed to be expanding all the time and discovering. So let me think, let me think for a second. I would say two things. One, the same reason that after I came back, I made everybody sign um, non-disclosure confidentiality agreements who got treated for almost 10 years because I wasn't... Oh, that's right. Okay. I, when I did Western medicine, I made a goal for myself that I would not want to stand at the end of a patient's bed or in front of a room of doctors and not be the best. So I wanted to go to the best institutions so that I would always be telling people the accurate information so they could get well. Because that would be win-win for me. I was always a win-win person. And this discipline, as Einstein explains it, it is win-win. But I 
was such a person that knew that people don't necessarily know that that's true because the world is sort of set up in a certain direction that I collected all those testimonials that were all spontaneous. They wrote them in. I didn't tell them what to fill out or anything for all of the eight categories of things that the vibrational energy opens up in you for all the vibrations that you can pull in. And so I'm, I guess, somewhat a person that wants people to get happy and successful and get your birthrights to know that that's really why you're here to be your own doctor, your own guru, and that it takes a village of people doing that so that we can all help each other. And that eventually my real goal of world peace so that people could be peaceful, because really, you know, when you're able, like with this energy, we do the exercises every morning, you're this source energy, you're like ready to take on the day. So somebody hits you during the day and you're already pulling in this wonderful space you go, oh, hi. Versus somebody else hits you and you're irritated and you're on the freeway, you go, ah, what are you doing? But you're bothering me because your level of ability to sustain and be on the surfboard in life is not necessarily strengthened every morning unless you do these exercises. If you turn on radio, TV, Howard Stern, whatever, you're going to have a certain aspect of you that's going to be stimulated. <laughs> funny. Howard Stern's one of my inspirations as an interviewer, you know, because he... The best. He has a way of curveballing, no, you he, know, the he guests. he created... Uh, it's amazing. Funny. It's funny. Amazing. No one ever mentions him on the show because yeah. he's, he's not a podcaster per se, but... It's the best. One of the, he, he is arguably one of the best interviewers of all time, you know, despite his irreverent sense of humor, which I personally resonate with. Many don't, but he's a great interviewer. So anyway, He's amazing. Yeah. Amazing guy. Really? So anyway, I was a, yeah. I've been a perfectionist. So I collected all these testimonials and proved that, um, that you can heal yourself in ways that you never knew possible, but not only from an injury, but you can like project, say, okay, this year I want to make a ton of money. You can do that. I've, I have people come to me who have actually no credentials and they say, I want to be a screenwriter. We have them on the internet, one of these gentlemen. Um, and I, this guy came to me, I said, you want to be a screener? Fine. Uh, did you have training in college? Um, he says, no, I'm uh, 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 lacrosse. Uh, uh, I played lacrosse. I go, oh, good. <laughs> I said, what, well, what about your family? Maybe they taught you something to make you interested in screenwriting. He goes, no, my family's all athletes. I said, oh, great. It's okay. Um, you must have a lot of friends. You're here in LA uh, who've made you interested in screenwriting. He goes, no, nobody. You have contacts. He goes, no. I said, so what you want is you want to like have, because because he had a friend who had something else that, that, where he became a superstar as an actor, but he wanted to be a writer. And I said, so you've never written anything. You've never been accepted at anything. You've never been famous, nothing. You don't know anybody. You have no contacts. And you want to make it all the way to being a successful writer, make, creating films from scratch. And I said, and he said, yeah. And I said, what are you doing now? He said, I'm a barista at Pete's. So $7 an hour, okay? So I said, all right. So I said, the only reason that, I, the only, only proviso I'm going to tell you is if you watch these videos every day and do the exercises and you make your goals the way the program's set up, same way that I learned from Grandmaster, which was verbally passed down all the way since 2,500 years ago, uh, how to manifest things. I said, the odds on chance are, are going to be amazing because I've got all these statistics that will show that. I said, but you have to do it every day because otherwise you're going to be pulled into the matrix. You know, like, I don't know if I can do this because the exercises aren't hard, but you still got to keep your goal. Well, guess what? Within months after that, I think six months, he got hired at one of the studios to be a barista again. But at least, true story. 
And then after being a barista there, he come back and goes, I've only made it to being barista. I'm still here. I said, are you doing the exercises every day? He says, no. I said, get back to doing all of it. It's 30. I do 90 minutes a day, but 30, 45 you minutes. You still do. 30, of course. Wow. Don't, it's expanding world. Don't you want to keep expanding? Right. Dave, I, when I first started with Dave, he says, I'm doing them 15 minutes. I go, okay, how's your results? He goes, pretty good. I said, why don't we try 30 minutes this month and see what happens? And he'll tell you on his podcast that it crushes. The more you do it, the more you expand, the more you're able, the more you're able to uh, compete. I have a lot of people that are in uh, NHL hockey or football or NBA basketball. You, the more you're able to f- detect what the environment is and then create your way through it, just like a skier can feel their way down the mountain. So he actually kept doing the exercises. And then one day he was passing by a bunch of people. It's all true. It's all written up uh, that one of the bays there. And one of the guys says, oh, would you look at one of these scripts to see what you think about it? Because he'd made friends with one of the guys there. And he did. And he wrote some notes. And they said, hey, that's pretty good. Why don't you come back? Tomorrow, uh, if you want to play around here, of course, you're not going to get paid, but you can play around. He goes, yeah, I'd like to. So he calls me and I go, this is the start. So it's now been, I guess, three, five years later now. It took about two years, but now I know this is going to be hard for you to believe. I know your audience is going to be hard to believe, but you can verify it. He's now the head of a whole writing division in one of the most major studios here in L.A., that's and cool. they create all kinds of wonderful trailers for all types of movies. And he loves it. And he gets to interact with stars. He tells people how to write and how he learned to write. And he does his exercises. And so where's the training? And that's, what, that's the thing that made me just, my heart just sing. When the Grandmaster showed me, he said, listen, you all in the United States think that someone has to have all these degrees to be able to have a cut heel on their own body. Um, or learn something about some unique techniques. It's the way you're made. So like the balance thing I said, you're, you're set up like, he showed me like, see, I have a freckle here. It's a little brown spot, but actually I didn't create that. It comes from part of your equipment as a body, but it's there as a sensor. Your sun hits it, it gets a little more melanocytes, covers you, protects you from future sun, get a tan, but also gives you vitamin D. Really? Yeah, vitamin D comes from those little freckles. What? With the sun. Yeah. Wow, that's right. And go look it up. That's funny, man, because no, I'm a doubting. I'm just, I'm like, how could I have not heard that? Because many people are very concerned about sunspots, you know, because I'm a huge proponent of getting a lot of natural sunlight in your life. You're being validated. The reason, only people that are not, I mean, the latest is that yeah. you definitely need sun a certain amount per day. And of course, you may want to, you want to wear glass, you may want to protect your face, but the, your body does need sun. I mean, that's the latest thing. You can check with Mercola, who was here today. Yeah. Uh, at our booth, talking to me and doing the same thing, only with these things on listening to the breathing exercises. Yeah, I, was, with, yeah, with, I was doing it too. Yeah, within the breathing exercises, all this there, although I'm guiding you through some interesting material that's all translated from the days, um, and it's valuable to use, what's in there is uh, vibrations which open your sensors and you become more and more and more able to accomplish your goals as mm. to whatever you want to do. So, and this is, your, this is not something that I'm creating. It's just how you're made. Just like balance is how you're made. Do you go to the, the little girl six years old and go, I'm going to give you balance. No, it's inside of you. So how do you discover it? Well, you could try to reinvent the wheel. You can go back to China with me. It took about 20 years hanging on mountains and a lot of danger, a lot of injuries and illnesses and bad food. Uh, and rough conditions. My bed most of the time was this floor. 
because it oh wasn't meant. To, it wasn't meant to make it easy. We'll be right back at you after this brief but important announcement. I've been into all things health and wellness for over 20 years, and I've taken every herb, every supplement. I've tried every practice, even some that I won't even repeat on this show because they're so embarrassing, quite frankly. But I've gone to extreme lengths to be healthy and feel good and be free of any sort of disorders or diseases. I plan to grow old gracefully and so far, so good. But one thing that I've discovered over the past couple of years, based on a lot of research, experience, and also interviewing over 200 experts in the field of health, is that one of our main problems is exposure to blue and green artificial light at night. It's called junk lighting, and it trashes you. So I don't care how much you exercise, what supplements you take, what vitamins you take, if you're exposing yourself to technology like your phone, computers, street lights, car lights, any artificial lighting at night that is not red or amber color, you're playing yourself. I just, I got to tell you, and there is a solution to that. It's a company called Blue Blocks and they make protective eyewear. Now that sounds really geeky. They make really cool, what look like sunglasses at night, but they block blue light. So you can go to blueblocks.com. That's B L U. B-L-O-X.com. Enter the code LIFESTYLIST and save 15% off their eyewear. They have different versions too. There's some that you wear during the daytime or on a computer or in early evening or the really dark ones that block out 100% of the harmful blue light at night. So you've got option there. You've got different frames and uh, they also do prescription and non-prescription and reading glasses. So they are hooking it up over at blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U- B-L-O-X, blueblocks.com. Check it out. And now back to the interview. One of the things about the the rigors of your training and also the fact that the master approved you and selected you to go ahead and, you know, enter into his training program. Mm -hmm. Do you think that he intuited or sensed that you would be someone who would sort of use these powers for good, that that you would bring it to the West and um, use it as a way to empower people to be their own teacher, their own guru, their own healer, rather than coming back and trying to use it for self, you know, um, self-gain only, the selfish impulse? Because there is a certain level of consciousness that one could have where they'd say, I'm going to learn all this shit and monetize it. And only I'm going to have it and I'm going to, you know, the egoic route of gaining followers and whatnot rather than um, rather than teaching people how to do it themselves and empowering, but rather, you know, hogging up the power to then siphon energy from others. You know, right. he must have sensed that you had the moral character and the integrity that you had the heart that you were going to come back and do the right, well, the whole, the right thing with the it. The whole discipline is you were going back to the chakra system or the acupuncture system. All that has to open. And he can sense that as to how, well, you want, you have time for, fun, for a good story? Yeah, I have plenty right, of time. Right, I got as much time as you got, Well, dude. this is a pretty, I mean, I, you know, this I, is a pretty fun story. When I said an hour, that's because I like to get a minimum hour. If you okay. want to keep going, I'm game. I'm loving this. This is amazing. It's up to you? Oh, let's do it. Okay. Yeah, keep rolling. Okay, so... I was two things. One, I was already at the top of my field in the West. So I was willing to really risk it in terms of all the things he said, because everything I saw him do, and when I could duplicate it, it worked. It worked for me, and it worked over and over again. And that's part of research. Proving something works here in China, also works back in America, also works in uh, going to Korea. And I had patients everywhere after a while that I got to work with. And I'm still today just as amazed that people going from barista to, you know, Beverly Hills. It's great. 
Makes me happy. But there's a more intimate story if you really want to hear it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Okay, there was a number of years into the training program. Remember, I was going back and forth, back and forth from uh, L.A. to wherever he was, what, which mountain. There's many sacred mountains in China. And then there would be never any guarantee that he was going to be there when I got there. Right, right. Because nobody cared if I got there at all. It's right. all a bring yourself here program. Right. And every time I got there, people would always go, especially the people that were training also, uh, but they weren't much different than the Grand Master. They would all look at me and they go, Why'd you come back? Why are you here, American? You got enough in America. You don't need to be here and all this strange woo stuff. That's funny. That used to happen to Ram Das a lot, apparently, when he would he would fly to India, which is an arduous journey, I'm sure, much like going to China. And he'd get there and his guru would be gone to some other village. You know, and he'd get there and it's like, he's not even here, you know? Funny. One time he did that. One time I... And it's part of the teaching, uh, inherently, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. One master, time right? I had to meet him in a place that was uh, near the North Pole. Okay, uh, it's weird. And I flew there, and even getting there, that's another story, to be able to get there, and I finally found the place. I came to the desk, the hotel, where I thought it was going to be there, which had a little advantage in that there wasn't that many Chinese people in that area of the world. And I went to the desk, I said, has someone's a group of people that look this way, and they sort of dressed? They said, oh, yeah, they checked in. I said, where are they now? They go, I don't know. I said, well, do you have which rooms? He said, yeah, can you leave a message? I said, yeah. Well, I said, can you call him now? He goes, yeah. So he did. He says, no one there. So I stayed in the hotel for, I guess, uh, almost 24 hours. I said, okay, it's another test. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? So I said, okay, I'll do all the practices up to the level the last time I saw him and see if I can keep advancing it. Because I was always interested in what's best to grow with the whole Einstein model. And then like three o'clock in the morning, there's this knock on my door because I'd left a message. I said, I'm here. I'd like to see you. And one of his uh, lieutenants comes, who I'd known. Uh, he'd been with him for a long time. Um, he says, Grandmaster says um, that we're going to start in five minutes. Oh, wait. I had no idea. I was like half asleep in my meditation. It's three in the morning. And all of a sudden, I got to jump up. So who cares about what you're wearing? Who cares <laughs> about whether you brushed your teeth, or your hair is right? You know? Uh, I just went, don't leave, wait. As I just rushed out, took my jacket and followed him at three in the morning. So you always had to be ready to go. That was part of the training. But the thing you want to know about is why I was uh, <clears throat> brought to the incredible fortune of being able to get trained and stay along the levels. And so <clears throat> I'll tell you that story. One one time um, I got a call by one of the lieutenants while I was there and I actually didn't want to be around the Grandmaster unless I'd sort of accomplished one of the challenges because then I was always concerned they may ask me and then I'd be thrown out, right? I wasn't ready. You know, like a basketball player on a team, you know, I haven't developed my hook shot yet, so I better not shoot it until the coach can see that I can do it. So, but one day I called, so the Grandmaster wants to see you, which is unusual because usually he doesn't want to see one person. It's always, he's in, a, he's in a group, he's demonstrating, but he doesn't want to see one person, especially someone as lowly as me, this low American who usually gets trained, uh, Treated sort of like a, uh, uh, I don't know, stray dog that walked into the uh, wherever they are. I can um, picture that, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, it, but it was a very quiet room and it was like a, all wood and everything. And there was some candles burning. And he's sitting there, uh, cross legs or in Buddha position. And he's holding a cup of tea. He's not drinking it. And I knew the drill, though. I knew what to do. I was like, because I'd been to Japan, I'd been to Korea. Um, I knew all the vowels. 
the genuflections, how to present yourself, uh, which I did. You know, it's just you get a certain position across from him so that you're ready to receive whatever he's got to tell you. And his translator was there, so I figured, okay, well, this will be this will be useful. But he's still on the tee, and so I got a little nervous, and so um, I just tried to really just be ready for whatever he's going to say. And so then he speaks and he says, do you know why we even decided to treat you and train you? And um, I knew, like, damn, it's another one of those Zen moments. There's, a, there's an answer here, you know, that's probably way off the base. I mean, if you ever studied Zen, you know, the question could be, you know, use your energy to knock something off the wall to demonstrate something. You have to show a love. There's something always behind every Zen coin, right? Uh, that's why they're so useful as teaching. Um, and so I said, oh gosh, and I've been here all this time. And I said, maybe he wants to do that. Oh, maybe he wants his son to go to medical school in UCLA because I knew he had a son and he knows I'm still there. He wants me to help him. So I thought maybe I should tell him that. But that's the matrix talking in your right, head, right. trying to give you the latest, greatest reason about how to figure someone else out. So then finally I dropped down into my heart and just went to the space and I looked at him. I said, I've got to tell the truth. I said, I really don't know. You know, I've got multiple medical degrees. I've been successful there, but I had to tell the truth. I really didn't. I didn't. He took a sip of the tea. He said, he gave the right answer. I'll tell you. I mean, it was amazing. And at that moment, it was almost like all the space in the room just started shimmering. I mean, really. And I got really warm really warm and I was like started sweating and so I had to like take my jacket off and he starts telling me about my life but he'd never been to the United States ever he didn't know wow. he had never been to Kentucky where I was born he started telling me things about my youth you know start going back in my past and so he went all the way back to where I was about uh, around I guess five years old and he said why is it that when you were really really young um, you knew about this energy and you knew that you could treat people and you had experiences where you actually did that and you sort of ignored them and denied them and just fell into the whole Western culture that magic is a trick and that it's all something that we're not privy to and it's actually not our birthright. Why did you let go of that and go on to become a doctor instead, a Western doctor, you know, to try to validate something else? And then he went on and told me more things about my life, which I'll tell you private sometime, uh, that were wonderful, uh, interesting, phenomenal things that he told me about who I really am as a person. And he told me instances when I was a kid where I demonstrated that and as through my life. And he said, so you need to know that all those are a sequence and you finally made it from then all the way over to here to this, because this was your root set up. Just like every person has a root set up to be keep expanding and you get to expand it and you've taken yours to this level. And now it's time for you to go. This is my goodbye. Wow. At the same time. Wow. Says, now had, you, you, had you grown, even though you, you know, you, you had a very, uh, you know, non-attached relationship mm -hmm. with this man. At this point, did, you have, did you have an emotional well, connection? Attached, you know, yes. and, But the one thing I did know that in the training, um, I lost my mic. In the training, you can, people either got really hurt and they never came back. They got really angry that it was too difficult and took too long. Like sometimes he'd give you an exercise to do and that'd be the only exercise you get for two, two weeks. 
And, you know, people who, who were from Hong Kong who spoke good English, they would always complain to me. They go, God, he's got to show me another exercise. I mean, I'm bored with this one exercise. And then the unfortunate person that would ever ask, can I have a new exercise? I think I've got this one. The grandmaster would just go, if you knew that exercise the way you need to know it, you could see that the value of how much energy you could pull in would be enough for you to do just that one exercise of me to never treat you anything else again, teach you anything else again. Oh, damn. And this guy went, really? And at that point I knew, oh, I got a big challenge here. I got right. to, for everything he gives you, you got to find the kernel of the, of the, you know, the blossom inside, the lotus blossom. How so, old was this uh, grandmaster, by the way? If you have an approximate... How old is Lao Tzu before he died? 163. Who I knows? I mean, I'm picturing a really old man with a long beard. Yeah, I mean, did, just did like he that, fit the, the exact, visual, same the thing, physical same thing, Robes oh, and okay. all. Okay. And just as nice as that guy, which is not at all. And very... But always, here's the most important thing for you and me and for everybody. His ability to be straight with you was always because he has only one purpose here to teach. So he wants you always to grow. So he knows that life in the matrix, you know, the world that I call the culture, but you come, is pretty much like you're going to try and maybe people are going to help you, but there's a lot of manipulation out there. There's a lot of people are not going to tell you the truth and you pretty much try and maybe you'd get a little bit of a success, but that if you knew like a skier, how to ski down the mountain and all the moguls, you could handle any of that stuff if you're in the flow zone. And one of the eight things is this gives you, if you do the practices every day, um, is to be in flow at will or be in, in the zone at will and to be in your creative state and actually get open the Einstein part of your brain, get smarter every day to actually more, become more awake and aware. Everybody knows this uh, quote from Einstein that he says, you know, your problems that you've got, if you're going to solve them, they're not going to come from where you've been thinking from. And everybody goes, oh, I got it. I'm, instead of doing geometry, I should do calculus to get this thing done. No, he's not saying that. What he's saying, Einstein's saying, Grandmaster even knew about this, is from one of his other quotes, which I hope you've heard this quote. Einstein said that um, every moment in your life is to be experienced as an absolute miracle. And he describes it in his writings as a rapture, that you're full-on miracle, that this moment, he says, or else it's nothing. Mm. Now, what's he mean by nothing? He means that you just shifted to the other side. You don't have a chance. You're back in Mr. Smith and the Matrix. Things are not going to be right. a little rough. You got a lot of conflict versus in the energy, in the source energy. It's You find that so many people, um, I, it, one of the terms for it in English is serendipity at will and um, wonderful people relating to you out of their heart space. So you actually get great people to connect with you. Um, Dave's wife, you know, Dave's asked her, we can get a plug for him. He's such a great guy. That's where we're meeting his uh, biohacking conference. Um, after he got treated the first time, I gave him all these uh, things to do when it was all super private and I wasn't out here in the public uh, letting people, everybody get it. Um, uh, he called me three days later because uh, we always did follow-up and I said, okay, tell me what's going on. Are you getting your goals? Because I'm always interested in perfection. You guys accomplishing whether you wanted more love, more health, more success, monetarily, whether he got the book out or anything. And he says, oh, a lot of things are happening. He says, but the strangest thing, you know, the way he talks, strangest thing. He said, I said, what? He says, my wife said, whoever that doctor is in Los Angeles, you're going back to him. Oh, wow. And I said, yeah, why? She said, because I don't know what he did, but you're different. You're like when we first got married. 
you're just this wonderful teddy bear. You're great. This is fantastic. This is our original relationship. See, all this got opened up, but you don't have to think about it. You don't have to think how to be great. What you have to do is just be open up. You just got to find that space where you can balance, uh, ride the surfboard, uh, do whatever uh, thing that you want to create, but not with the stress of it, but with doing these exercises so that all these wonderful sensors inside your body open up and then you can start achieving things that you never thought possible. So, really, it'll keep you so excited. So relationship, which is one of the things, yeah. he didn't come from relationship. He came for the book and all these other things, but relationship became this great thing for him. So he's thrilled about that. So that's what I like. All of life is set up for us to win if we can hook into that side of the expansion pathway. So that's the miracle side of what Einstein was talking about. Life at every moment. For you, for me, for everybody and who's listening or watching is set up to be experienced as a miracle. So it's a miracle that's like better than you could expect. So if you're not experiencing that, then it's nothing, he said, which means that it's not nothing like you're a bad person, like you missed it. Flip to the other side. And that was the best thing also about being trained there was that at every moment, the Grandmaster said, you all think the world's so complicated. It's only two choices. You're going to choose to augment yourself with uh, doing the practices to become a win-win person in the energy and grow and expand doesn't matter what your age. I've treated people in their 80s and 90s and they come back lots and lots of victories in every way. One lady told me, she said, I've, I'm now 87. I just want you to know um, you should tell people that I made a tremendous victory with my sister. I said, what? What happened? She said, oh, my sister and I haven't talked for 75 years. Wow. And I said, wow. really? Why? She says, well, we live in the same city, but we never liked each other. We never got along. Nothing. She's on the website too. Testimonial. She, these people send these in. I didn't ask for this one, but we always have these categories where we're interested and they might have a victory. She says, just amazing. I just went to her and I went... I've been doing these practices and I love you. And I realized I always loved you. And we've had so many disagreements, but I'm ready if you are to see if we can start something new. And the lady didn't mean a question. They just sort of melted into each other. So like Dave's wife and Dave, you, well, that's how we're yeah. made is yeah. to find people who really want to connect. So the greatest thing about doing these energy practices, it doesn't matter what your age is or your child I've worked with children who have autism, who have Asperger's, who have all kinds of other problems, and they just zoom up to the top of their class because you have the ability within you to heal, open up your brain, and become part of the miracle. Now, it may sound unusual for a doctor to say this, but if you and I look at your hand, okay, can you look at your hand for a second? You look at your hand and say you had a cut on your hand and then you went to bed. In the morning, you'd wake up and sort of expect that that cut would get a little bit smaller, be better, right? Mm -hmm. But the truth is, you have no idea how that happens. You can read a physiology book about it. You can read an anatomy book that, well, these cells go here and then if you do the mitochondria, yeah, but really, why? Why you? Why does that happen? Why do you deserve that? Why does that happen? Why in the morning does it just do that for you? How come that happens? Because of the mystery. And what the grandmaster wants you to get, what Lao Tzu wants you to get, what Buddha wanted you to get, and his way of describing it was that you guys are way off base. There's this mystery part that I'm sure fascinates you. Even when you see a movie like, what, Doctor Strange, right? Did you see that? You yeah. know, the mystery part of that fascinates us, doesn't it? But this is real. And if you can connect to just the joy of the fact that, okay, I wake up in the morning and forget about the cut. I wake up in the morning, um, I could use this hand. Look at your hand. 
You get to use this hand and you didn't even create it. You don't have anything to do with it being great. But boy, is it wonderful. Oh boy, is it great to use. And that's even one of the exercises the Grandmaster gave us was, was to take every part of your body and actually completely be blown away about the fact that you get to use it every day and you don't have a clue to why you deserve that. Why you, this lifetime, get an opportunity to actually have this hand that does all these wonderful things and have a great day. And it's way beyond being uh, just gratitude. It's getting with the program, getting with, oh, I'm on my board now. This great board and the ocean always is moving. That's part of me too. If I'm going to ride this, this hand is part of me. And so you start to define yourself without the limitations so much, but it's something much bigger than just, okay, well, this was government in, uh, delivered this body and I'm just going to run it till finally I get the goodies here in this lifetime or not. That is missing the point. I want everyone to get life at every moment. There's it, an interesting... set up for you to experience um, the miracle. And it's like a rapture. And if you reach for that, you will be tremendously rewarded. And if you deny that, you pretty much have our newspapers or you have our radio like right. this happened, that happened, this is screwed. In other words, all of us, I think, in the matrix, if you fall into the matrix routine, you feel like you're blocked or you're stopped. And everything with Lao Tzu was and Einstein was, you're not stopped at all. Tesla, you're not stopped. You're, it's all expanding. Your chances and opportunities are much bigger and better than any of us can even imagine. There's an interesting part of this um, training, and I want to you know, go into a little bit more of the, the mechanics and logistics of the actual practice, but I'm hearing actually in the practice and the results of it, there is a yin and yang because right. you, know, the, you had to be proactive and kind of in that uh, yang masculine, I'm going to do this, I'm not going to give up. I mean, it took some exertion right. and will, right? Absolutely. And then if I'm going to wake up and do the 90 minutes or however many minutes... It's like, that's the part of me that has to have the will, I'm going to do this and I'm being proactive. But then the energies are the yin receiving part, right? right. Where you're exactly. getting that, you're getting the gift and the grace, but you can't just sit in the closet and wait for God to shove hot dogs through the keyhole. You know, it's like, it seems like there is a proactive sense of your you own will. You are so correct. Where you have to meet, you know, I think of it kind of meeting God halfway rather than saying, God, fix all my problems, make life easy. It's like, cool, there can be ease and grace, but you've got to meet halfway and you have to give your contribution sort Absolutely. of and then that remember the beginning we the talked about quantum part. yeah yeah you got to be there right if you're not there to take care of the plant in your house the green plant and give it water and let the sun take care of it cuz it has sensors too all of nature has them um the plant it's weak and dies turns brown and finally disappears right so you're necessary for every part of the joy of expansion. And most people go, well, I, you know, I'm doing okay. I'm just in momentum. Well, momentum is Newtonian physics. It's fine. There's an experience that whatever's in motion is going to stay in motion unless you intervene, which is you now you're back to quantum again. So if you're willing, as the government said, to intervene every minute, which is you have five minutes to get here or else the door is going to be closed at three in the morning, then you're going to make it. You're going to be successful. But it isn't like you're going to grit it out. You're not going to gut it out. You're going to get with the, the energy of that you can be in the flow state all the time. And your right. body, one of the great things I love about the energy practice is you become more flexible. I have so many yoga instructors and Tai Chi um, uh, teachers and uh, Qigong teachers. Someone just won an award this weekend uh, as they got their higher belts because 
really all these motions that you learn to do, the akatas and even things from Japan, um, those things are your natural body motions where they originally came from before they were written down, pulling in the energy at a certain level, see? And so you really can't do it correctly until, you know, the, the person who's giving you the belt or not is going to watch and see, are you just mechanically going through each one of these things? Or are you like the young girl riding the bike going, I can do this with no hands now. I've got this. I'm in it. You're in that vibration. And that's our gift every day is a discovery of the rapture, the miracle of each moment in each of these areas, your physicalness, your strength, your vitality, your um, uh, 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 discovery of uh Things better than you could expect it in terms of uh, actually, you know, everybody today says that well, the world is too tough. There's too many things going on. Um, you know, we live in an age that you're overburdened. Okay. And there's just too much data. No one can handle it. And you need to learn to start dividing all these things out. Okay. You got it? Yes. Okay. Now. I know this experience well. Okay. Wait. <laughs> Now, I'm going to say the same sentence, okay? Um, only it's going to be a quote, all right? So the, the, the amount of information is from one of the newspapers. The amount of information coming to people these days is beyond what they could ever handle. The world is too complicated with information. There has to be a way that the world is finally going to solve all this or else people are never going to be able to handle it because right now we can't handle it. Now, that's from a newspaper article 100 years ago. Damn. See, it's the same Matrix complaint. Right, the right. Matrix is always trying to say, it's not for you. It really, you weren't meant to be an NBA star. You weren't meant to, the last three minutes of the game, pull it together, even though you have a flu and a temperature under four to be the, the person who puts the ball in the bat. But you are. But it takes shifting to that space. And I have so many people at every one of the major sports who've had victories uh, recognizing they could keep growing. There's no limit. And the limit is put on by the other guy or the other person in your head who says, I don't know if you can do that. That doesn't mean you should go out and walk on glass right now. Why is that going to benefit you? But how about getting the amount of sleep you need? Going, I'm going to put myself to bed on time. I'm going to sleep the right amount of hours, whatever it takes for you to, for your body, and then get up in the morning and do these exercises and I'm going to crush it tomorrow. But not positive thinking, although positive is a good way to go. The amount of data you'll be able to multitask with is going to expand massively. Dave has found that out. Tony's found that out. Uh, Peter, all those people who've come that people you know really watch all the time as as influencers. They do. Uh, Tony is up to something like I don't know thirty six companies. Virgin Airlines just saw you know he just shot a rocket up into the. Uh, it's going to be the first uh, sort of travel entertainment tourist um, for you to go. You know, you know the gentleman from London. Oh, Richard Branson. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say the name, okay. but anyway, Richard. <laughs> he he now has he says forty three companies. Five on an interview we have, and so he has forty three companies. And, and when the and I asked this question, I said I want you to tell people what he says. It's really you just have to get one company right. And the way to get one company right is to be able to make great decisions. But to be able to make great decisions, you've got to learn to choose people. You've got to learn to be able to connect with people at every level in your company. And it's really got to be real. It's got to work that you can be with people at every level of your company and make it work. And if you can do that once, you can then connect and connect to, to go on to all different types of companies after that. 
take a guy like Tony Robbins, right? Who I recently, you know, after all of these years of just kind of seeing him on the, on the periphery and I finally went and did a couple of his events and they were amazing, very transformative, powerful. And I look at a guy like that and I go, wow, he's really got his act together. But at the same time, I know he's human and he's got to have his moments, but I really can't see him just having a breakdown and freaking out over a relationship or, you know, having that much conflict with people or in business. He seems to be kind of having this flow in your personal life, Barry, I mean, do you still have situations where, you know, somebody tries to double cross you in business and you got to sue them or, you know, you're, you've got a pending divorce or a breakdown of an interpersonal relationship? Like, do you still struggle? There's, you're going to have challenges every day. You're going to have that opportunity where you're going to sit in the snow and you're going, oh, this is screwed. <laughs> I don't like, I like this that. at all. Yeah. I really, this is not what I was planning. And then it's going to go ding. Now, how do you want to handle this? So what energy um, exercise do you want to do right now to put yourself in a space where you're actually pulling in way more? What wonderful source energy. There's, I have all these listed for people. Source energy practice you want to do right now, whether it's one with your eyes closed listening or whether it's one of the physical exercises that I can show you that are so wonderful that will allow me to like get right back to the place where I'm fully getting smarter every moment rather than getting more upset, right? There's, there's a difference. You can't be both. Uh, you can't get smart and be, because it blows your brain out with epinephrine and all the other hormones that are stressed. So at that moment when there's a challenge, I don't like the challenge, but the point is that I know it's the next thing to do. And that's what we're here to do, which is to grow out of that challenge. Right. You're to go from skiing green circle in the beginning, little bunny smoke to finally enjoying skiing enough to go, yeah, I can do moguls. I'd like moguls. It's a challenge, but I like them. Now you don't be foolhardy and go down there drunk and without, you know, the proper skis. So you have to actually take care of things. And one of the things I learned the greatest was at every moment you want to be triple A. You want to be alert, uh, aware, and accurate. So when you're driving on the freeway, you know, if you're alert, not doing your cell phone, and you're aware of all the things that are around you, so you're rather traffic, and you're accurate as to how the distance between you and other cars, your rear view mirror, the people on the side of you, you're pretty much going to be safe unless you have a blowout for an unusual reason. But if you decide, I don't need to be aware, the car is fine, the momentum of driving really doesn't take that much attention, you know, I'm an accident. So our joy every day is not being upset. Our joy every day is looking back. And this is something I would really recommend for people to do is to journal all your victories. We call them uh, huge energy wins. And we have people call in every day. I've had this for over 13 years. Uh, people from around the world say, we want this. So we have 365 days a year. We have a group call if you're in one of the courses and people share about their victories. So you can hear what people in England are doing, people in Romania are doing, people in South America are doing because they're using the energy to say, I did it, and it wasn't going to turn out that way. I had a sister who I never talked to and didn't want to talk to, and now she's my good bud. I'm not trained as a writer, but now I'm you know, doing great. So the future is, of course, unknown, right? The past, pretty much, you already know what that is. Now, Eckhart is wonderful. He says you got to be in presence. you got to present yourself. The trouble is the presence is going like this fast. Yeah, there kind of is no now. No, that, it, that's know? right, there isn't. It's going, you well, can you catch now. a second? Can you yeah, catch it? Yeah, it's funny. But you can catch 
once you're in the flow, it opens up that space so that we are on the edge of creation, so that you're in the present as it's blending into your future. So you have something to say about it. What happens to most of us, we want to be in the present, but we're in this momentum where the, where the past just sort of dumps on us. Like, oh, you couldn't do that before. That isn't you. That isn't a good slope for you. That isn't a good job for you. Your body could never do this. And it isn't like you should be foolhardy and you know, do something that would be injurious to yourself. But could your body develop in so many ways and you have all these wonderful uh, amino acids, proteins, hormones that are being discovered now. I mean, it's just being discovered now about uh, neuroplasticity, right? That the brain can do things and you can affect it. That was my whole training for the past 30 years, which is you all are stuck, the parents would say, unnecessarily. Right. Your stuckness is imposed by you know, what I call the matrix culture. And which is genes and epigenetics too. Yeah, same, now same people are thing, saying that. Right? And people are going, yeah. really? But, but I'm telling you, can you imagine when I came back to the U.S. and I'm treating people and collecting the testimonials up to like thirty-five thousand now. Uh, people, because wow. I wanted to prove, I wanted the public to not have to have me say it. I wanted the public to hear other people say it, and their results would be something that you could go, okay, I'll pattern myself to see if it'll work for me too. Because if I tell you, go, well, maybe he has some reason. No, my reason is I want my joy is seeing other people like blossom into their lives and have each one of the things. We've had people who couldn't. They couldn't get their job to be the way they wanted it to be. And within less than seven years, Dave's not the only example. Tony's not the only example that's, that have gone from like zero to millions and millions of dollars of success. And they were just a startup. And it wasn't like the greatest startup in Silicon Valley, the one in a million. It was somebody who actually methodically went through it using the energy practices and listening to the audios every day. We have two people visiting this conference right now from Germany. Maybe we want to interview them. And when they first met me, I said, what is it you want? They said, well, we would really like for you to treat us and have us, because we heard about all the other successful clients you have, we want to have our business grow. And so they had like a nice business, but it was never more than about uh, maybe 5 million a year, 3 million, and there was overhead. And they said, but we've got some great ideas and we want to progress. I said, well, I, I really don't think I've got time to match the schedule, but I can set you up with these audios and videos that we've got right through the website that you can um, start using, and you start getting results, you call me. So that was it. And then about three months later, they called and said, well, we're ready. And I went, what do you mean? I said, well, we've been doing the, um, I think it's the uh, mastery program or the dragon program. Either one of those programs, one's auditory and one's auditory and, and visual. You can find out about it on the website. But the point is that they called and said, we just made $200,000 and we're really happy. We've been playing all of your stuff all day long. You're the Muzak in our in our uh, uh, office spaces. And our employees love it, just like the neurosurgeon, remember? But they, they weren't even doing the practice. They were just listening to the vibrations that open up your sensors so that you can go out and make your goals. So he said, we're ready for the next thing. So I said, okay, I'll give you this next program, which is available. Uh, one was uh, the mastery program for high performance, a mastery program for uh, health and vitality. And they wanted to do these programs. And now it's like, Oh, I think it's two years later. Uh, you can look this up. Uh, they just uh, were offered, it's written up in Forbes, uh, $1.2 billion. Can, wow. That's with a B. Damn. Yeah. And so they it's all written up at what they're doing. And uh, there's another company that's even making a bid for what they're 
making here in both the United States and in uh, uh, Europe. Uh, their ideas are now coming to fruition. But all of us can work hard. But could you work hard, have fun, and enjoy the rewards of what you're doing? It's set up to be that way. But it isn't set up to be that way if you're going to grit it out. You've got to get into the zone of it every moment and experience that miracle. And you're going to surprise yourself. I'm telling you, you will surprise yourself. Everybody out there will surprise themselves if they start doing the exercises, start listening to the breathing exercises. They're all set up in each way. What's embedded in the media, the audios, what's embedded in the videos, what's embedded in the physical exercises, they all the same thing. They open up different sensors. You have thousands of them in your body so that you can then go out and uh, make it happen. One of the best... um, uh, fighters in all China used to come to the mountains up there where I was, and he was seeing the Grand Master, and I was thrilled to meet him, and finally got to know him quite well. And uh, now he doesn't fight anymore, but he was the champion for five years in China, barehanded in martial arts, you know, something we do, what, the octagon here or something like that? Yeah. yeah. And now he's, everybody knows his name, like I can say it, but he's in the movies as a, a phenomenal martial artist, Chinese. And um, he just, he does the practices too, because that's how he stays young, vital, and powerful. When you talk about uh, the ability to face adversity and transmute that based on your perception of it and the energy that you're bringing to it, and you know, you mentioned how we get we're confronted with a situation in which uh, there's stress that arises, right? And then we get this flood of um, you know stress hormones in this fight or flight situation, um, which to me, in my own subjective experience, has a lot to do with early trauma. And these are ways that I learned how to react to trauma. And now I might have a similar situation that is in reality not threatening, but because it's been threatening in the past or something similar, I have this reaction to it. And over the course of years that I've been meditating and doing the things that I do and working with energy and kundalini yoga and breath work and all the things. Yeah, um, I learned them all. You know, I still I still find that there are times when um, I can't shut that that down. And what I'm hearing from you is like, you know, learning how to do these practices and exercises has given you and many other people, it sounds like, the ability to... I guess what I'm asking here is it how necessary is it to go back and really dig up the early traumas and really work on those and heal from those versus just like going, cool, that was in the past. I'm seeing that it's triggering me now and I'm just going to treat it now energetically. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So how much regressive work has to be done to kind of clear the path so that I can now operate in this new response? Or do we just go right to the new response, learn the techniques? What do you want? To not be triggered. Good. You know? Let's go for that. Yeah. Um, we could talk for a little... When I'm with psychiatrists and psychologists, which I have lots and lots of clients uh, over the years who just call me all the time and go, this has helped my practice so much. I have my clients listen to these breathing exercises and now what I'm telling them works. They listen and it, it's now blending the brain. The resistance is not there. But you want to know whether to have a great life, you've got to get over, I don't know, 30, 10, 12 PTSD experiences right. that you ran into that have right. been you've been able to control pretty much, but still you're wondering, did I have to go through all that? The best example I have of that is like a, something happened to me in, uh, you were asking about India. So I was with one person who's very famous and uh, guru there and uh, spent the day and saw a lot of great things, the fun, not like the stuff I saw with the great master, but a lot of, you know, a lot of wonderful spiritual uh, darshan and all the wonderful things mm-hmm. that everybody knows about in India. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Plus I like Indian food. It's great. 
But then... Do you notice that there's no Indian food on the planet as good as Indian food in India? That's right. Let's it's like weird. It can't I'm, be exported. It's I'm, the I'm a foodie. Thing. A foodie. Plus, I remember right. I was... I've been a grass, gastroenterologist up to now and all GI docs. We love right. food, right. especially all kinds of food. So we're there. And then um, we're supposed to go to dinner afterwards, okay? And talk. And um, But we spent an hour and a half looking for his cell phone. So finally, I found the cell phone, me using the techniques I was learning over in China, I'm going, how would I find this? I know I found things in China where I had no idea and didn't speak, either could read the signs or what. So I finally, you know, like the people go in the desert, try to divine where the water is. It sounds funny, but the important thing is you have an intuitive sense, which is also a sensor. And people love to talk about that. It's been around since the 60s. So we found this phone was in the road. It had been on his car when he came in, put it on top, and then someone had driven it out. And then someone had run over. So now I said, is this your phone? And he went, oh, God, the phone's ruined. It must have happened this morning. But then he melted down. I got very angry mm. about how this happened, what's going on. So you can spend the whole day meditating. And then when you walk out to your car, if you got a big old ticket that you weren't expecting, I've seen people blow up, really melt down and get very, very angry. So that's like you said, that's that reflex that you don't want. So that's what I love about the source energy or the whole side of the yin yang, uh, bagua um, uh, support, which is that at all times you're going to be a person who's not forcing yourself to say, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm relaxed, I'm relaxed, I'm relaxed. It's where you come from. So if it's where you come from, all of a sudden, every single thing that happens to you is not just that isn't what you want. It's not just something that is uh, going your way or not going your way, and you have to calculate it, but it's something that brings you closer to uh, figuring out how to make that challenge into something that would allow you to always be stronger in those circumstances. So that's why I love the fact that it's about eight things all the time. So even though you could be a guru or you could be a psychiatrist or you could be a scientist, you could shoot a rocket to the moon, that makes you maybe wonderful in science and money and power. But what about relationships? How's your relationships going? I have one client who owns a football team, okay? Um, and he's very, very powerful. Tons of money. But he came to me and says, the rest of the eight, zero. My employees turn over all the time. People just like me. I'm going to tell you about my family. I'm not going to tell you about all the other problems. It's this money I've got. People do what I say. The team does it because of the success and power. But in terms of being creative, to being relaxed, to being healthy, to being you know flexible and stronger every day, to being positive without having to take medication, uh, to be having serendipity at will, you know, to be creative, um, those things. He says that's why I'm coming to see you because uh, there must be something else. So you can be at the top of the world in something. I've been tre treated not our country, but presidents of countries, other countries. You know, you can be a very high political office. You got a lot of other stuff to take on. Most of life, once you get into it, can be really a fascinating, successful progress. But if you ignore that and go, you know, numbers are not for me. I'm not going to balance my check. It's not important. I'm not going to follow what's going. No, those are things you can learn. Some people say, I'm not good at math. It's not true. I have kids who are making D's and F's in school, and they go, I can only do recess. I go, that is not true. Their mother's bringing me. I said, I'll show you using these practices, and then you start doing your homework, and you'll see how easy it gets. Because it becomes fun. Skiing becomes fun once you learn how to do it. Riding a bike becomes fun once you can do it. And it's all within us to stimulate that. So having to go through your entire past and your parents' past and multiple lifetimes past, you can do that. We've all done it. There's breath work to do that. I did all those things. 
Every one of them. You name it, that's popular now. I invest because I thought maybe this is a thing that would allow people to not have to come to the emergency room. People get stronger and healthier. But no, you don't have to go that route. That's the very low route and also it's a painful route. And that's not the way you were meant to have every moment be something that you expand into. And I think you know the story about some that the old, old story. I think it's in, I don't know where it is. The lady lifted the car off the baby. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, did she take a training program in the gym? No. But she's strong. What? How, how come she's able to do that? You have tremendous abilities in you, but you have to, at that moment, I'm not going to do my PTSD. I'm not going to figure out my family. I'm going to figure out what my strength is. I'm going to do this. And I have stories of same thing with people that we've gotten through heavy-duty martial art programs who were just people who did not even want to raise their arm. And now they're just great. But it's not positive thinking. It's right. who you are inside. What makes you beautiful inside? Wrong. Let me re-say that. What makes you beautiful on the outside is how you're on the inside. Your beauty comes from the inside. What makes you more intelligent, more able, more competent, more balanced, all can come from these sensors on the inside. And then you start to experience yourself, not just this inside here, but inside here, 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 and then you expand out and you become part of a world community. When you talk about the matrix and you know this kind of... Um obscured veil that many of us live within you know we're taught mm -hmm. all of these limitations and there's so much um, misinformation and deception in the media and in hollywood everywhere and, you know i mean even it, your best friend can give you misinformation right <laughs> it, it it really it re there is a lot of gray area in the world it's so easy to get misled even for a, an, an earnest um integrous spiritual seeker that can be duped by you know a charlatan and there's oh this there's a lot of in india right? they call them f-a-k-i-r fakers <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so um when it comes to that matrix if we you know look on the macro and we kind of go up the power structure there does seem to be and i don't want to be paranoid or too conspiratorial but because of selfish selfish interests of certain human beings that rise to power there does seem to be in many cases a very deliberate suppression of our innate power, our innate you abilities. Mean a conspiracy theory? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that of you know, of the sovereignty of the individual that no, there's a no, there's a sense of collectivism and a power structure above suppressing. Would no, you subscribe the, to that? It's the part there's two sides at all moments. It's all physics. If you use the quantum side, you're gonna be able to create in the moment out of any in anything you're doing. If you're going to do the part that whatever's in motion stays in motion and nothing's going to get in the place of that, then you could be in a terrible place and you figure I've got no way out. That's wrong. I've got two clients that made it out of the concentration camps and their stories of how they made the concentration camp was that um, there was like 1,100 of them left that were let out of the camp at the very last day. I hadn't treated them then, but the story's great. Um, and so the guard said, all of y'all go this way and, you know, the the war is over. We're closing the camp. And they were, they survived. So my friend um, became a client and wonderful guy. Um, he and his friend, who had lived through horrible things for five years, uh, they got there when they were very young, said, you know, what do you feel? What do you think? And they both said, mm, I don't know. Everybody's going that direction, and there must be some other way that might be a little bit safer. I don't trust those guards, do you? And so they didn't. So they went a way that wasn't like the way you would normally expect to go from that camp back to anywhere. Well, what happened to the other people you've seen the movie about? They all made it to the, a certain place in the forest. They got into a barn. They burned them all to death. Okay? Wow. They all died. These two guys, story's great. Uh, they made it actually finally into a city. 
And the story goes on and on from there about how they finally made it. And I got free and actually made it to the Allied side. So what did they do? Did they accept that, okay, well, whatever's going on here, I just have to follow orders and figure out whatever you're going to do. And these people know better. No, you have to be the one that intervenes. And how do you intervene? From the zone, from the space of being in flow state, from the being in that miracle place at every moment, which isn't something you're naturally being pushed to by whatever else is out there. Because a lot of people are trying to uh, direct you where they want you to go. Um, if we, if we closed on this, I think you would laugh, but did you ever see that movie Bananas from with Woody Allen in it? No, I don't think I oh, did. Oh, it's a great one. Anyway, it's a great movie, but he gives parking directions to somebody. And he goes like this, he goes, and the person's on the street, he's walking down the street, and he goes, come on, come on, come on. the car, because the car's backing up, parallel parking, parking, and he keeps going, like this until finally the car goes, and crashes into the car behind it, and he goes, Perfect. And then it keeps on walking. <laughs> now, it fits in the movie of being in New York and New York right, in a right. rough world. Right. But that's sort of what you're talking about. You're, that's what you're up against. So you don't know who people are, right. uh, what their motive is, who's giving you advice until you develop this ability to actually figure it out who's actually supporting you, who's not. It really helps to know when you're hiring people, when you're connecting with people, where you're going to uh, take a, a job or a gig and music, musicians. It's very important for them. Anybody, whoever you're going to work with, whoever you're going to marry, relate to, it's, it's phenomenal to be able to actually say, I really think this person is great for these reasons, but let me use the energy in a check. And once you check, and there's all these ways that in all the courses, it shows how to make business decisions. When I go into companies and we do all these, I give them all these different templates on how to be in the energy and do um, a, make a decision that will support you short-term and long-term. And then how to test that in reverse. And people come back all the time and go, you should just do this for businesses. You don't need to even teach the other stuff. Just tell them to take these exercises and that'll be enough. But, and mothers say that about children too. They say, you should just take care of children. So that's why we have all these programs for kids, young adults, adults, and every age, and every level of intelligence and um, education. I think I was going to tell you earlier, one thing the Grandmaster showed me was that he once took a farmer and he showed me how this farmer had been with him for the longest time and actually could do things that he was working up the level as first as be, also the level of we're not talking about that phenomenon, like telekinesis, things like that, that I know you're interested in. And he said, see, he was, sometimes it was very pleasant when he would point something out. See, you all think that you have to have some born genetic ability to do these things. He's a farmer with no, no education, his family's never had any money, nothing, living on the side of a mountain in China. And now because he's, it's in everybody's body, just like it's in him, it's in you. And that would be the end of the session. Then you'd have to like go do your practices. So I welcome people to, you know, try it, try it. Do the physical practice or listen to the audios. I think you were listening to one earlier, very yeah. short. But yeah. we have we have one for, um, uh, that Dave had us make that was a, another podcast. Yeah, that has a breathing exercise on that. It's quite long, and the website directs you to different uh, specials we have where you can just try it out. I think. We know, people just get tremendous benefit. I'm just interested in your success. I'm stoked. I'm gonna I'm gonna start diving in there now. Um, there's one. Are last... you gonna are you gonna take on your movie movie star career? Or are you gonna be the camera? <laughs> no, career? no, no. I think I'm gonna stay. I mean, behind. people can see it. this is the video, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people can see you. You know, you fit the bill. I'm gonna stay behind the. You don't look like a grandmaster. You don't have this long beard. Yeah, ominous... I've tried to grow a long beard, yeah, but it gets you, too you, scraggly. You're much more as an interviewer. You're, you know. You're very, I wanted to ask very you, kind. It, thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Same to you. I wanted to ask you one last question um, in regard to 
you know, overcoming outside challenges. And that being one, you know, we're here at this biohacking conference, right? And over the years, as I've started to become more aware of, you know, things like um, cell towers and blue light and all of these threats. And now you're into Dave's territory. He yeah. loves this. Now well, you're the, tech. You know, the toxins in our environment and all this stuff, you know, there's, good. there's kind of a fine line between uh, awareness and fear and paranoia, you know, and I think at a certain point, it's an excellent question. when you're a health enthusiast, that the fear and neurosis about controlling your environment so much, it's probably more deleterious than the actual threat in some cases. So I interviewed um, Dr. Bruce Lipton the other day. I know Bruce. Yeah, and, and he... He's been in the... <laughs> long time coming, finally. He's getting his day in the sun. <laughs> so I was, uh, I'm, you know, and hopefully I had a small uh, a part in that for my audience too that was unaware of his work, but I was asking him about that because it's all about, you know, quantum physics and the biology of belief yes, and that, absolutely. you know, your Even belief... Even his is, tells you about the genes too, how they're yeah. expressed. And, that you and he's can, been saying that for years. The book's been out since what? 15, 20 it's years. It's been out a long time, the biology <laughs> of belief. Yeah. So I asked him, I said, well, listen, okay, so intellectually, scientifically, I know that if there's a Wi-Fi router over there, I can test the radiation and there's studies that prove that radiation is not good for my biology, right? Okay, that's just a scientific fact. You're also telling me that quantum physics is at the height of science and quantum physics would say that if I have an energy field, say an auric field that's strong enough and I have a belief that's strong enough that my personal power physically and otherwise is more powerful than the... Wi-Fi radiation that I'm being hit with, that I'm going to render that radiation inert and that I'm going to be harmless if my belief is powerful enough. And he said, absolutely. You know, and he said, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that the blue light and all these things that we're being faced with, you know, so to me, it's like, well, can I drink rat poison then and live because I believe that it's good question table sugar, you know, so okay. from, from your teachings and the master and all the work that you've done, you know, where does what do you the, think the answer is? I don't know. I'm so well, curious. Well, I'll tell you what I had, you know, 30 years, 25 years of learning this. I'm going to guess that you say you do have the power to overcome uh, these threats, that you're going to be on the side of Bruce Lipton, that at a certain level of development or understanding or heightened consciousness, that you can be rendered safe from these threats, at least to, to a large degree. Okay. The most important thing for everybody to get is that every day is an opportunity to expand in all eight of these areas, okay? If you take that on, then when it comes to you being around somebody coughing in front of you with the flu, uh, you being in a place where the temperature isn't great, then your sensors are open enough so that your body then rearranges itself so that you can handle it. However, if you're the person who's massively, and unfortunately I had a colleague like this who I actually liked for a number of years. He was always coming back to the wherever the temple was, whatever the monastery, where the grandmaster was, and he used to make me laugh, um, a gentleman from Hong Kong. And he would just argue all the time. He goes, I think I got this. I think I know everything. I think I've finished here. I know what to do. And he was always testing himself with doing less rather than expanding and keep doing the exercise so that he was growing. So he said, in other words, he'd reached the static state. And that's Mr. Smith. As soon as Mr. Smith says, you know, you, you got a degree, you're a good-looking guy, you got a relationship, you don't have to do anything. Just hang in there and things will go smooth from here on. Do you ever wake up in the morning going, oh, it's a good day and things will work out? You know, that's a positive belief, but that isn't the same as that you're actually feeling that you're triple I. And you're ready to take on the mountain that whatever's going to happen. And you're not even freaked out about it because you know this is part of your life to grow and expand and be not only fake, not, not only 
avoid faking it, but actually participate with it until you finally feel the joy come up within you. Joy and happiness. This is a slight variance between what Bruce and I would say is your happiness comes from the inside. Your belief, uh, it's good to be positive, but what's in there is way bigger than whatever you could believe. So I don't want you to limit yourself like I'm positive to this extent. I'm positive and then test yourself and then grow. And he stopped growing and actually had a t- terrible number of results happen because he said, I'm finished. I know everything now. And you don't, you, and what if you believe anything? I believe I know everything. I believe I can do anything. Well, you might maybe for a short distance in time, but not as time's going to go on. Eventually you'll be upended because the world's constantly expanding, remember? So unless you're constantly redeveloping and rediscovering new things and be positive that you're going to discover it because that's the system, the way it's set up, it is set up to support you, then you're thrown back into the matrix, which is, yeah, there's a new pharmacology that's come out. And just be positive about that it's okay to take, uh, do whatever you want to do and you'll be protected or try this new machine. All those things are helpful. But the strongest person, the one who has the most strength is our own organisms, which is constantly growing and constantly getting better. And yes, when I was in China, one of the tests, which is, will be in the book that you'll read. This book they, has to become a movie. I'm uh, sure someone's thought of that the, before yeah, me, right? Uh, like, actually, there is. As you tell the story, I'm, I'm seeing the visual of you on the mountain hanging on and it's yeah. snowing and the wind's well, blowing. there's one made from one of the people that was actually knows me was Dave always quotes, here's the real Dr. Strange when he introduces me on the stage. But uh, yeah, I had to take a lot of things that were uh, ingest that most people would consider a poison, okay? And that, that were dangerous to take. And one of the tests was, first, everybody goes, well, how many poisons have you eat? And did you just have to take anything and just swallow it? No. What I had to do was, I had to be able to detect what was the substance they were giving me and whether it was a poison or not and whether I was going to be right or not and how I could tell by ingesting a little bit of it or more of it or whatever until finally I could see that I could tolerate it. And then later I found out, yeah, most people can't tolerate that. Just like most people have allergies to certain things. Right. Your allergies can be resolved also by having, and we've got lots and lots of clients over the years who've uh, resolved their allergies uh, and gotten free of medication. Medication will help you along the way, but right. then what would it be like if you developed your own immunity system? Yeah, I mean, this, and is, push the, it off. this is the placebo you know, the, the power of belief kind of thing. It'll you know? help you I, so, stay positive, yeah. but keep working. Right. Stay Got positive it. and intervene in the wonderful mystery magic universe that's waiting for you the second we get finished with this. So you could say... It's waiting every moment. And if you go, oh, well, that interview's over. So now let's go back to, let's see, who's here? Who's in the hall? What do I have to do now? You're lost. You're now in somebody else's momentum. Who's asking you those questions? Who are those questions in your brain? Not you. The world's out here. You need to be just like the skier going, I don't have any thoughts. I'm just enjoying life and making my intention what the next thing is. That's not really a belief. It's participating with what's available for you to succeed in. Trust God, tie up your camel. (laughs) (laughs) All those things count. Yeah, don't close your eyes while you're driving. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. you can test that out with the energy. Yes, we had to do a lot of things with eyes closed in very dangerous areas and make it through their places where that, you could have been bitten by snakes or uh, other dangerous uh, environments. Um, I had to be able to make it through that. But that doesn't mean you should do that every day. Right. What kind of life are you going to have? And again, that's phenomenon. That's why I don't like to demonstrate those things anymore to people. Yeah. 
He'll go, I want you to teach me to levitate. I want you, I said, then what are you going to do? Well, I don't know. I said, you need to be an all eight at all times. You'd be able to go through your relationships, your physical health, expanding in your ability to make money so that you can be, support your family and other people. All those things are important. Getting your creativity, open your brain to be able to actually get smarter every day. It's wonderful, all these things. And then your whole attitude about multitasking and being calm and positive all the time, that's part of your gift. You have all that inside of you. Bruce will tell you that. Bruce is a very positive guy, but he's positive. And to make someone positive in the face of a problem, okay, that's a start. But then pull all this in so you can then verify it and you get a result out here. So the whole company, energyforsuccess.org, is about results. Your that's, results. That's You just read my mind. You're using some of that uh, <laughs> that mind reading because I was going to say, cool. I bet right now people are like, okay, I'm in. I get it. What's the website? So give me, uh, in closing, your you know website, social media, anything you want to share, You know the various offerings, programs, and things like that. Okay. I may have to get some support on that, but the that's name okay. of the company is okay. energyforsuccess.org. Cool. You can go to the website. Here's, it, no, here's what I'll the, do. Well, there's two programs that are phenomenal. Okay. One is the... You can get the app that has all the breathing exercises on the four different size apps, oh, depending cool. on how much you want to get done every day. Yeah. And you just have to listen to it. It's all done for you. In China, this discipline is always called, but people couldn't access it, the fastest route to enlightenment. If you could get it, but it's nothing written down. So that's what I said, teach you. So you got to go to the mountain. Never got to right. work out the relationships. So it's always impossible for over centuries, but now it's not. Now you just listen. We have them for every type of goal or problem that I've translated back and we know they work because they have all the testimonials on this. So you can get the app that has uh, 30 different breathing exercises on it. There's ones that are even uh, bigger than that. And you can just listen to them every day. And that takes over. If you're a meditator, all the meditation people, even the teachers who teach meditation or the teachers who are also clients who are teach chanting, they all say, this allows me to go even higher. Every minute. It's just, it just zooms you up to that place. So if you've always wanted to get the benefits of meditation, this is one of the things that are mindfulness. This allows you to take that and really biohack it to the top, to where you really have wanted to go, That those wonderful states where you come out strong and centered at the same time and not fake it. You're really there for the whole day. Um, so there's the mastery tracks and then there's the... Uh, dragon programs, and then there's the app of the breathing exercises uh, that you can do multiple times a day, and we'll get you more information on cool. that. Cool. Yeah, okay? and I'll, you know, I'm going to cut an intro and an outro for this later, so I'll get proper links and any promos that are relevant at the time, and I'll put them in in real time, and we'll put it out that way. Hopefully, you yeah. feel fully open to talk to Ashley, Chris, sure. all these people, and they for will sure. like make sure you're supported because they stoked. would love for you to like. Zoom. Oh, I'm stoked. And make your personal goals, though. You have to, all eight areas. That's funny. Don't well, leave you know, out. actually, I recently did Tony's Date with Destiny a few months ago. And I got, love it. I got very clear on my purpose and, you know, purpose and mission driven goals. So mm -hmm. I'm extremely clear in what I'm doing, but also, you know, of course, could use more of that energetic propulsion to put me there and, you know, break through some of the limiting beliefs that I still have about what's you're, possible. You're set to, you're ready to go. Yeah. He's a proponent of you going out there and making it happen. Yeah. I love it. Well, and you'll do it with this energy. It's like, you know, I've been working with him for years. He's just a great guy. He's yeah. wonderful. He, He'll pick up anything sense. he can use and make it happen. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, dude. I appreciate your time, man. Love this has you. been an amazing conversation, Barry. Thanks, brother. I've never been one of those people to be like, uh, hey, I told you so. I told you so when I was right about something. But I'm just going to forego all resistance 
to that at the moment and just say, I told you this is going to be a bomb ass episode. Dr. Barry, bring in the heat to the Lifestylist podcast. What a fun conversation. This was one of my favorites of all time. People often ask me, you know, out of the 200 something episodes you've done, which one was your favorite? And it's really hard to pick, but this is definitely one of the top ones, man. Really inspiring, really empowering, and just completely amazing. So don't forget to go check out Barry's work over at energyforsuccess.com. He's got all kinds of programs there, probably some free stuff for you. And um, as a reminder to myself, as I say this, I need to start practicing some of this stuff because the people he's coached, I mean, Tony Robbins, Dave Asprey, et cetera, some really high performing people, uh, they're all crushing it. So there's a common denominator there that I think it might uh, behoove me and perhaps you to pay attention to. Speaking of paying attention, I uh, recently found a company called Beauty Counter that makes natural personal care products and cosmetics because this is one of my banes of existence here, having worked in the fashion industry for 17 years and just seeing so many talented and beautiful people getting slathered in all of these toxic chemicals year after year and just going like, God, why doesn't someone make makeup and lotions and sunscreens that don't kill you immediately? That would just be an awesome thing, right? Well, uh, I found Beauty Counter and I'm signed up with them as an affiliate. You guys know if you listen to the show that you know when I find a good brand, I like to get behind it. It's kind of part of the business model. It's part of what I do. Well, I recently created my own site at beautycounter.com forward slash Luke Story. And right now I've got a free offer going. If you get this before May 28th, you can receive two free bottles of sunscreen. One countersun mineral sunscreen mist, which you can spray on, and also a one ounce countersun mineral sunscreen lotion when you spend 125 bucks or more. So that's through May 28th. So go to beautycounter.com forward slash Luke story. Now you might've just went, wait, what? I thought Luke hates sunscreen. Yes, I do. Because sunscreen is usually super toxic, kills coral reefs and just totally sucks. In fact, at one of my favorite hot springs, they'll kick you out if you wear sunscreen. That's how gnarly it is. However, Sunscreen is useful in certain situations. If you're very fair-skinned or if you've been, you know, like spending your time in the snow in the winter and then you go to the equator, you want to go to Rio de Janeiro and go sit out on the beach, uh, it is useful sometimes to use sunscreen. While I'm normally not a fan of it because it's so toxic and I think the health benefits of sun exposure are so awesome, you have to work your way up and really build a solar callus in order to be able to do that safely. Uh, also, if you're behind glass, this is a little known fact, but I learned this recently on the show from Jack Cruz. If you're indoors and you're behind glass, you're actually getting exposed to tons of unnatural blue light. And this particular sunscreen blocks blue light, which is pretty cool. Now, blue light has a negative effect on your skin, not just your eyes. So trippy stuff there. Anyway, that's the announcement. Beautycounter.com forward slash Luke story through May 28th. You're going to get a major hookup over there. All right, let's thank today's sponsor, Organifi. You can go to Organifi.com forward slash Luke. Get yourself some green powder superfood, gold powder superfood. Save 20% off with the code lifestylist at Organifi.com forward slash Luke. If you want to F with some red light therapy, you can visit my friends over at Juve. And uh, audience members get a free gift by going to juve.com forward slash Luke and entering the code Luke at checkout. I don't even know what this free gift is. I should like test it when I get off the mic here and see what it is. Maybe it's like a really dope gift. I have no idea. What I do know is that when I woke up this morning, 
I went out to my biohacking studio. I turned on my new Juve Elite system, which is like insane amount of red lights and stood on my Bulletproof vibe plate for 10 minutes naked in front of that damn Juve. And I was feeling lit. I've had an amazing day. Uh, I was supercharged by that session. I do that most days of the week. So go to juve.com forward slash Luke. That's spelled J-O-O-V-V. Get down with some photo biomodulation, aka red light therapy. Speaking of red light, blue light, light in general, and sunscreen, uh, you can screen your eyes. Did you know that? Go to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X. And use the code LIFESTYLIST to save 15% off your blue blocking eyewear. Next, I want to tell you about uh, next week's episode, which is like another completely insane show with Troy Casey, the certified health nut. If you thought I was a health nut and knew some stuff, my boy Troy is going to like explode your skull. Literally, you're going to put on some headphones Listen to next week's show, number 208, which drops Tuesday. Troy's going to start talking and your brain's just going to ooze out of your skull. It's just going to like come apart and end up on the floor. They're going to have to bring in a hazmat team to clean up your brains off the floor from your mind being so damn blown. That's Beyond Biohacking with Troy Casey, the certified health nut, number 208, next Tuesday. Here's what's up. Click subscribe to the show so that you get next week's episode and every episode to follow automatically downloaded to your computer or device. And it helps me too. The more downloads I get, the more success I have as a podcaster. When you subscribe to the show, that helps my download numbers go up. There's a little inside scoop for you there. And then of course, I'd love to see you this Friday, May 24th at 7 p.m. at the One Hotel in West Hollywood for the Conscious Enterprises event where I'm going to be talking with a bunch of other entrepreneurs about conscious business practices. It's going to be super fun. Okay, I think that's it for the outro. Wow, that was a mouthful. You know what the most important thing for me to say in these outros is always the same. And that is thank you so much for listening to the show. If you want to ignore all of those plugs, feel free to do so. But if you really feel it in your heart to support the podcast, there's a very easy way to do that. Reach down to the bottom right of your podcast app click share and then just text or email this episode or any episode that turns you on to a friend, family, someone you love, even send it to your worst enemy for God's sakes. Maybe they'll benefit from it and become a better person and you won't be pissed at them anymore. How about that? There's some biohacking of the spiritual nature for you. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next Tuesday with Troy Casey. This episode of the Lifestylist Podcast was produced by podcastmasters.net.